Time tonight featuring Coast to Coast AM from March 21st, 1997. From the high desert and the great American Southwest, I bid you all good evening, good morning, as the case may be. Hey, it's Friday again, or Monday, depending upon when you're listening to the program, or who knows when you might hear it again. From the Hawaiian and Tahitian Island chains in the west, all the way east. To the Caribbean and the U.S. Virgin Islands, south into South America, well into South America, north all the way to the pole, and worldwide on the Internet. This is Coast to Coast AM. I'm Art Bell. Top of the morning, everybody. It will be tonight another very interesting program. I'm going to introduce you to somebody you probably don't know. Her name is Lori Toy. She was on my program... Actually, I think it's been years ago. We'll have to sit down and try and remember here in a moment. Uh, she is... Well, she's a... Lori Toy is a prophet, I believe. A receiver. Lori Toy ha- produced a map called I Am America. Actually, that's how I got introduced to Lori Toy in the first place. A very, very good friend of mine who has uh, since passed away said, you've got to see this map. And sure enough, he brought it over. And I went, (laughs) actually, I said something far more descriptive. And I said, you've got to be kidding. And it was a map showing a future United States, in fact, uh, uh, well, a U.S., uh, that just um, wasn't the same old USA that you and I have been used to. And as I recall, the the area that I live in here was very particularly affected, something that fell from space, more or less took it out, asteroid. Asteroid the movie, but not Kansas City, Pahrump, in southern Nevada. <laughs> so uh, it is with some trepidation that in a moment I will bring on, but great pleasure, Lori Toy. She really is a joy. Let me tell you about some programs that are coming up in the near future. All right. Uh, On Monday, uh, we're going to have Robert Morning Sky here. He is a Native American, and as you know, uh, we're sitting in a kind of a strange period of time right now. We're in a very serious earthquake window right in the middle of it. You go take a look at that moon out there by tomorrow, actually, yeah, tomorrow, Sunday, really, depending on your time zone. It's going to be a big full moon, which will go into a nearly full eclipse, making quite visible for many uh, a very unusual moment to see a comet. The biggest, brightest, most impressive comet that I have ever seen in my life, and I'm sure that is true for a lot of you, too. So we will talk to Robert Morningsky about the Native American view of the comet, this comet, and more to come. Then reaching out a little bit on March 28th, 
A woman who has covered 11 U.S. presidents is going to be here. You know her. She's the, the dean, or is it, should it be the duchess of the, uh, of the White House press corps, Sarah McLendon. And then Tuesday night, uh, Wednesday morning, this coming, getting closer, uh, Lynn Buchanan, a remote viewer, who was uh, very much right in the middle of Project Stargate. And one more to tell you about. April 10th, and this is an interview that I've been seeking for a very long time. April 10th, Elizabeth Clare Prophet is going to be my guest. So that's kind of a little peek ahead. Uh, Clinton and Yeltsin have ended a summit that doesn't bear very much uh, a comment right now. Uh, U.S. troops are on their way to Zaire. We'll cover whatever else is in the news, which isn't much shortly. What we will do in a moment is talk to Lori Toy. By the way, welcome to WDSK in Cleveland, Mississippi. Let me know where Cleveland, Mississippi is. 1410 on the dial. And uh, glad to have you folks aboard. I can't really explain to you about this program. You're just going to have to sort of sit back and listen and go, who is this wild guy on the radio, and you'll figure it out in short order. So, Lori Toy coming up in a moment, and I'll tell you all about her. Coast to Coast AM sure sounds great in the middle of the night. But you know, you don't have to be nocturnal to enjoy this amazing show. The Coast Insider is your key to a normal life. For 15 cents a day, you can wake up refreshed knowing that last night's show is waiting for you with podcasting. Listen on your way to work and again on the way home. Or listen to one of over a thousand archived shows from the past three years. As a member, you'll have access to our monthly live chat sessions with George Nouri and special guests. The Coast Insiders Club is a must-have feature for all Coast to Coast AM listeners. Visit coasttocoastam.com to sign up today. You'll sleep like a baby, knowing you'll never miss your favorite guests and topics ever again. Remember, a one-year subscription comes out to only 15 cents a day. Sign up today at coasttocoastam.com. Looking for the truth? You'll find it on Coast to Coast AM. Let's talk a little bit about the shadow government. Do you believe you know, it's there? Yeah, we've heard that term, you know, for so many years, and I thought it was this group in the Netherlands that sit behind smoked windows and make decisions like, you know, giant players of chess. But it isn't. We don't have the government anymore. What we have is a loose coalition of bureaucracies. But we have no representation in that government. So when I look at the Constitution, I see it as a really inspired and eternal document that has been sidestepped in almost every legal way possible. So the process itself has been intentionally manipulated to facilitate a certain style of government. And it's taken a while to set up, but I think it's set up now and it's working just the way they like it. We need a systemic change in order to let the republic be representative of the people again. You're listening to Art Bell, Somewhere in Time, tonight featuring Coast to Coast AM from March 21st, 1997. 
There are um, several prophets that I give some credence to, um, as you know. And Lori Toy is absolutely in the center of that bunch. Prior to a dream, back in 1983, Lori Adele Toy was a farm wife, mother, three small children. Oh, she had some beings that appeared to her suddenly. And they showed her maps of North America. You know, here. Showing imminent earth change, big earth change. She quickly recognized these beings as spiritual teachers, and she began to study. Uh, this dream was so strong, uh, it impacted her so much that she decided she had to produce a map. And to give you some idea of how heavily driven she was, toward this. She sold her house, used all the money she could, and produced this map that is called I Am America, this map that captured my imagination. And so let's talk now with Lori Toy, and I sort of gave you the very, 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 very short version of what occurred. Uh, I'd rather have it from you, Lori. Welcome to the program. Hi, Art. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, where are you, Lori? I forget. We're in Payson, Payson, Arizona. Payson, Arizona. Uh, what part of Arizona is that? Uh, Central Arizona. Central. All right. Um, I'd rather have the uh, the story I just gave in greater detail okay. from you for everybody. Well, you know, uh, it's always so hard to identify when something of this nature begins. Uh, but I would say that this really began for me when I was 22 years old. I was an advertising salesman uh, working for a weekly newspaper up on the Olympic Peninsula, a little town called Squim, Washington. Mm -hmm. And I was uh, called out to uh, go pick up an ad from a health food store. And so I scoot on out and walk in the door, and I'm there ready to pick up this ad and scoot back to the office. And the lady stands up at the counter there, and, and she points her finger right at me, and she says, You have work to do for Master St. Germain. <laughs> <laughs> Most people would say, okay, yeah, okay, exactly. thank I you very much. Let me back out here. I just about did back right out. Sure. And I was thinking, well, but I, I need to get this ad, and I uh, need to get the lineage for the next next newspaper. So I thought, well, just stay with it. Be patient, Lori, you know. And and, um, and she said, come with me, you know. And so I follow her back through all these neatly tiered rows of vitamins, and and I go into her office. And right on her wall, she says, I want you to look at this picture. Right on her wall, it was this uh, picture of a man. And she said, this is Master St. Germain. And uh, he was definitely dressed in another period. He had a, a white wig on, and it looked like it was around the time of, you know, the French Revolution around in there. Huh. It was pretty amazing. But the thing that happened for me is when I saw that, that picture is that it awakens something in me, and I, I recognized him. I had to admit that, that I, I recognized whoever that person was. From subconscious, from dreams, he, from what? Just, uh, I don't know if you ever had that experience where you just meet someone and you feel like you've known them before. Deja vu, sure. Yeah, and that was the experience that I had when I saw that picture, and I, I said, well... <laughs> 
And I said, you know, I came here to pick up an ad, but, you know, if you've got a few minutes, I'd like to hear who this person is. And uh, she explained to me that he was a spiritual teacher and um, that he was known as uh, an adept. And I had never had heard that word before, what an adept was. And uh, said that he was uh, uh, immortal and that his teachings were all based around immortality and uh, spiritual freedom and how uh, man could get off of the wheel of life and, and death and eventually ascend to another dimension. And that piqued my imagination. <laughs> how, um, before we go on, how can that happen? Let me understand that. You said man can get off the wheel of life and death yeah. and essentially become immortal. As a spirit, you mean, I assume. You don't mean immortal in a physical sense, or do you? Well, the way that I understood it at that time was that it was physical immortality alongside uh, spiritual immortality, that they no longer required a body uh, uh, in order. They, they could manifest a body when they would come into this dimension if they had work to get done, but that they no longer required to go through the cycle of death and rebirth. And uh, that at that point, that they joined a whole group of other individuals who had achieved the same state of consciousness, and uh, they were known as uh, the, the Great White Brotherhood. Okay. Are these ascended masters? Yes. Yes, as I understand it. This is what they are. Ascended. All right. So I'm, I've, I've always been trying to get this straight in my mind. I lean toward reincarnation. I think reincarnation is probably true. That's a personal view. Um but what you're saying is this person, this master, somehow got off that great cycle of reincarnation life after life after life after life and ascended to something greater and um, eternal. That's right, to another dimension. And when, when they do go to this next dimension of, of understanding um, and expression, that then they dedicate their life in service to uh, their other brothers and sisters who are still trapped, so to speak, in this other uh, other lower dimension, and they help them uh, develop spiritually so that they may achieve the same freedom that they are now enjoying. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it was really fascinating to me at the time because I hadn't ever been exposed to anything of that nature. I had, you know, been raised on a farm and was a Missouri Synod Lutheran, so <laughs> this was very intriguing to me. And so I said, well, listen. Um, uh, why don't you give me some material that I can read, you know, about this this man and, and his teaching, and um, and I'll, I'll see if it's if it's something that I'm interested in. And I picked up a rat and I left. Hmm. And ha at that moment, Art, um, I didn't realize it then, but I I became a student of the Ascended Masters, and I studied uh, their teachings uh, for about five years. Um, uh, the the lady later on, her name uh, Florence, became a good friend of mine. And uh, she sort of directed me to different teachings that I could read, you know, where I could gain a greater understanding. You must have later asked her uh, to come out of the blue and to make a comment the way she did to you in the store. I did, and, um, and it's really funny because every time I would ask her about that, she never remembered it. It, it was almost as if really? she was being used by... Uh, spirit itself to to direct that force and to say that to me, but it was startling. Uh, but, but then, <laughs> but then again, I, I think you know what what came up later on in the future was even more startling. Um, so for about five years, I 
became an ascended master student and, and studied their teachings. All right. How do you do that? Well, um, mostly uh, I I read a series of, of teachings that uh, that uh, she had given me, along with she recommended different books for me to read. I began to meditate on a daily basis, and um, and also uh, dedicate I, I dedicate my life. I made a lot of changes in my lifestyle at, along that time too, uh, to raising my consciousness to this level so that I could understand the teachings of Master Saint Germain. Um, it was about 1983, it was sort of interesting, um, I was woken up in the middle of the night and uh, at the foot of my bed there was Master Saint Germain and you would think, it, you know, if something like that happened to you that you would be quite startled, you know, that you would, <laughs> you know, that it would frighten you, but instead it was almost just the exact opposite. Um, there was a total feeling of peace that that overcame me, uh, and I I remember I reached up to him, and I remember his aura was crackling, <laughs> and there was this luminous violet light, you know, around him, and um, and I I reached up to him towards him, and at that time then he vanished, and um, shortly thereafter that's when I began having a reoccurring dream. A reoccurring dream. Reoccurring dream. And then in that reoccurring dream, uh, that's when I saw four beings in white robes, and they unrolled a map. And uh, this map showed drastic changes all over the United States. And it was it was quite frightening for me uh, to see this, not in the dream, but afterwards when I would recall it. And I remember I called a friend, and, and I said, you know, Kathy, this bothers me a great deal, you know, to see this and she says well don't worry about this at all because you know that after we go through this time of tremendous change it's also prophecy that there'll be a better time a new time mm -hmm. a time like heaven on earth and it's called the golden age and I said well I I hope so I truly hope so um, at that time I I was a young mother I had um, three babies at that time and they were all still in diapers and and I didn't really think that that would be the appropriate time for me to go out and become a prophet and to speak about this map publicly to people. Um, but later on, uh, again, five years later, so you see this took a long time, this whole process, um, I was telling a friend about the dream, and he was very intrigued. He had read a lot of the prophecies of Edgar Cayce and had said, you know, this sounds very similar to the, you know, to the prophetic work of Edgar Cayce, and he says, I, yes. I would really like to hear more about this map. And at the time, we had been attending um, a meditation class, and he says, Lori, he says, you know, you have worked with meditation for so long. He says, do you think if you uh, went into a meditative state that there might be some way, if I worked with a tape recorder, that I could, you know, extract um, the information of this map? And I said, well, you know, I don't know, but I'm, I'm certainly willing to try. And uh, so we agreed that we would meet in, in the very early morning hours, and uh, and we began our work. And uh, in the beginning, it was it felt very uncomfortable for me, uh, mostly because I never had allowed anyone to be with me <laughs> while I was meditating, let mm -hmm. alone to be speaking out what I would see sure. in meditation. Um, I but, understand that. I I have, uh, for example, uh, an impossible time having anybody in here while I broadcast. 
I understand that it's almost as a focus, an energy that you build, you know, while you're doing that, and it's it's for you personally to use. And that's right. <laughs> you know. Um, and so I I will frequently say to my network, you know, people, news magazines and big newspapers and television want to come in here when I'm broadcasting, and I've on occasion allowed it, but I'm just not myself. Well. I, I completely understand what you're saying there. Uh, it, it was interesting. Uh, the first couple of times, you know, I, I would have a hard time going into uh, the deeper uh, meditative states. And, but finally, it, it, it seemed like it started to work. We developed sort of a rhythm. And it was as if, too, Art, that I felt Master St. Germain with me, you know, <laughs> guiding me in a sense, saying, like, you know, just hold on, you know, we'll, we'll get you there. This, this will work out. Obviously, he wanted the information out. So he, he, he made you comfortable. That, I, I bet you that's how it worked. All I right. think so. Lori, I think relax so. for a minute. We're at the bottom of the hour. We'll be right back. My guest is Lori Toy, and just wait till you hear what's ahead. You're listening to Art Bell, Somewhere in Time. Tonight featuring Coast to Coast AM from March 21st, 
You're listening to Art Bell, Somewhere in Time. Tonight featuring Coast to Coast AM from March 21st, 1997. Back now to Lori Toy. Lori, I have struggled all my life to understand the the life cycle, what, what lies beyond this physical life that we have. And I've really, I've spent a lot of my life in that quest to try and understand it. Are you certain in your own mind that you do understand it? I think that I understand the teachings. I'm not certain that any of us probably will ever understand it until we go through it ourselves. Um, but I think it's a question that all of us have. All right. Let me try this. Since I sort of buy into the idea, and I do, of reincarnation. What, I do, too. What is, okay. What is the process, then, that removes one eventually from the cycle? Uh, if you can lay it out in layman's words, uh, what kind of growth has to occur? Well, the way that I understand it is it's spiritual growth that we, we learn... Um, to grow in, in love and compassion, and um, <laughs> I think I think we're we're pretty low on the level there. <laughs> but uh, to learn to live with peace and respect for one another. Um, um, all right. That, that's what I understand, at least from the teachings that I've been given. Well, that okay, that sounds right. Uh, and but you chuckled, and you said we're pretty far from that. I just have written a book myself after about 13 years of doing this program, Laurie. It's called The Quickening. And in a very brief moment, I will explain to you what I have observed. Just, you know, watching the news every day, day in and day out, socially, economically, politically, uh, with respect to earth changes, the weather that we're having right now. It's intense. Oh, it's really. And the times are changing. Not only is it intense, but it's increasing um, at an exponential uh, a rate. It is. And... I'm not a prophet. I'm just a talk show host. But, Laurie, I know something's coming, and it's not very far away. Because you are an aware and observant individual, but not everyone is. <laughs> you know, uh, I, don't, I think it's, it's an undeniable truth that is, you know, happening right now. The Hopis have a prophecy. They say that, that uh, it is an honor to be alive at this time, that not everyone, you know, uh, can withstand what is coming. Well, perhaps in the spirit of today is a good day to die. <laughs> you know, maybe in that spirit, yeah. And, and I guess if we embrace the idea of reincarnation, it's a good day to, to live, live and die, uh, to be spiritually immortal, to realize that we go beyond this existence. Yes. Yes, I guess we do. But I, I, I so wonder in what form. Yeah, I think we all do. How could we not? How could we not? Okay, you're you're one who does know uh, what's coming. Yes. Uh, so uh, I, I guess you know the really important question is, what what is coming? Well, uh, the, the prophecies that we were shown, uh, you know, getting back to the story when when I saw the saw the map again, it, it's it's uh, it's not going to be an easy time. <laughs> um, the first event that the master spoke about. Uh, was a um, meteor asteroid uh. that <laughs> was coming towards a planet. Uh -huh. 
they referred, I, I, I've come to understand now uh, from updated work with the master teachers, they, they taught, there's two prophecies. They talk about the blue star, which we are experiencing right now. That's the one in our sky now. Yeah, how about? And, uh, and after, after that comes the red star. And uh, the red star is the asteroid, uh, which is prophecy to hit somewhere, as you know, in the Nevada desert. Yes. And uh, after that, it was quite interesting, they talked about the seven days of light. And the seven days of light are a period after the impact of this asteroid. May, may I stop you there and ask, yes. ask a question? Um, to hit southern Nevada, if you had to pick a place in the U.S. to hit with an asteroid, Southern Nevada would be, well, Nevada someplace would be probably a better place than most in terms of the relative uh, sparsity of the population, although we're beginning to grow, Lori, mm -hmm. um, quite quickly. Now, would you interpret that first hit to be a warning? I think it would be beyond a warning. <laughs> I think that by that time, I, I mean, you, you've got to, understand um, that, that if we even just are if just grazed by an asteroid, that, that their impact is like a nuclear explosion. Do you know any of the de uh, details of, I've learned a lot about asteroids, you know, movies. Um, yeah, there's been a lot out lately. There about sure it. has. So do you know anything about the size of this asteroid? That is something I do not know. Okay. Um, what I was shown in the prophecies is, is where, where it was prophesied to hit. Uh, they did say it was uh, it's a smaller, smaller piece. I don't know, you know how, how far across in diameter or anything like that. Okay. Um, but they did explain. Now, this might give some explanation. They talked about the seven days of light, and they said that what that was, uh, as they showed it, um, that small pieces of this asteroid meteor impact would hit the atmosphere of the Earth, and then they would fall randomly kind of across the whole planet. Makes sense. And um, that, I would assume, then, are, it have to be fairly large to have that type of a trail. I, I don't, I'm not a scientist. All right, there is another. Types of things, but, there, uh, okay, that's easy. There's another way to ask about it, then. Um, you have seen the effects of this asteroid hit, correct? Yes, and they went on to explain... This, the master teachers went on to explain that um, that after the impact of this asteroid on the Earth's surface, that it would um, throw off tectonic plates, and that that impact itself would be so jarring that it would it would totally upset the Ring of Fire because Nevada is close to the Ring of Fire, oh, close yes. to California, oh, yes. and and that would set off a multitude of explosions throughout the Ring of Fire, and that would send tremendous ash up into the air. And I imagine there would be ash, too, from the impact of the meteor asteroid, um, and that that would bring a tremendous amount of rain to the planet. Rain. Tremendous rain. And, and that after we went through, they said, almost two years of rain, that there would be a melting of uh, the ice caps, which would throw off the equilibrium of the rotation of the Earth around its axis, and uh, that that is what would start the devastating earthquakes that would sink California, sink the Pacific Northwest, 
and uh, also, as we've learned, uh, would also sink other lands all across the globe. Uh, it, it's not just one thing. It's sort of a combination of many things. It's a series of events that they say that we must look for. All right, everybody is going to ask about a timeline. So we have an event in our skies now, the Blue Kachina, they call it. Yeah, the Blue Star Kachina. Um, does that mean anything, then, in terms of since we have an event uh, that we can behold right now? I think it means a great deal, uh, just from my knowledge of, of, uh, of Hopi prophecy and the knowledge of the prophecies that I, you know, have been working with. Uh, it, it states we are living in the times of changes now. And as the master teachers continuously stated uh, as they were giving this material, uh, they always said, uh, uh, we are going, you, will, you, you are in them now. The time is now. And uh, that it's very important that we make careful choices now, that we start uh, uh, thinking about, uh, you know, how we're living and, uh, and careful choices today careful okay. choices but they're they're now and our now may not be exactly the same now so you're I, absolutely right I understand the timelines are difficult to call yeah and and they are and I, I I've never uh, of course I always hesitate to get into timelines because um, I think at one time we all felt well 92 was going to be the year that we would see you know the tremendous changes and then it's kind of backed up to 94 kind of goes into two-year periods and then 96 but um, when you're studying changes like this and you begin to understand prophecy and how prophecy works, change is something that always starts from the inside out. And I, I think that we're already experiencing, as you have already commented, we're already experiencing a lot of the prelude to the, the more catastrophic change. And I think that, that us observing that and an awakening to that and understanding that is part of how maybe we can be part of a solution to not see this go so, so, so severely catastrophic. Um, but uh, it is very true. I mean, uh, look at the crime. Uh, well, that's incredible. Look at every aspect of it's, it's human It's awful. Life. I mean, uh, it's, it's hard even to keep a spiritual loving focus, you know, when you understand yep. what is going on. I know that people like yourself uh, like to be positive in nearly every aspect of what's going to occur. In other words... It will be, in the end, a good thing. It is a good thing, and it's, our, it's a duty, you know, to, to state that. To, you just can't, you know, tell people doom and gloom and give them their, no hope. Um, but we also cannot be ostriches with our heads in the sand either. And uh, we, we have to look at this uh, right up front, right for what it is, and, and find the truth that it contains. Uh, it, it is a purification in a sense. This is a, is a time of purification. It's a, it's a time that, that will make us better. Purification. Your, your words seem to echo so closely uh, Hopi prophecy. Well, I, I feel close to Hopi prophecy just because of my experience with the master teachers. And, um, and then, of course, I've, I've read Frank Waters' work and also Thomas Nail's work um, and, and the work of uh, Dan Avima. Uh, of course, their whole prophecy centers around the idea of a, a spiritual migration and emergence, and uh, uh, their whole uh, culture, in essence, is built around the idea of prophecy. All right, I had, let me tell you, I had Alan Hale on about a week ago, I think, co-discoverer of the comet, and he is um, a scientist, 
hard-bitten scientist, and he, you know, if you were to tell him what you think about this comet in our sky, his comment would be, Boulder Dash, we're talking about just simple science here. It's a big old dirty snowball. We know how it was formed. Uh, we know, we, we think we know when. It's got a 42-year, 4,200-year uh, return rate, and it's just a comet. The world's not going to end. It doesn't mean anything other than the fact that its orbit is bringing it by Earth now. But, of course, comets have a great history of uh, important uh, uh, portending of change, don't they? Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. And, but, I mean, to get it all in perspective, I mean, our great-great-grandparents didn't ever understand, you know, expect anything like microwaves or televisions or the Internet either, <laughs> you know. So, That's true. So it's all about perspective, really. Um, but, um, I mean, you look at this time that we're living in right now, and, and it is clear, you know, uh, things have got to change, change, you know, in a constructive way. And if we have to go through uh, purification or, or a destructive part of this in order for us to be better, I mean, I'm willing to do that. I think most people are. Mm -hmm. But uh, the, the prophecies, uh, they, are, they are frightening. There's, there's no two ways about it. Um, and, and yet, on the other hand, uh, they, they hold at the end of them a promise of renewal, renewal for humanity. But, you know, the realistic, pragmatic person says, renewal and the phoenix from the ashes and all the rest of that, but the reality of what's going to occur is going to mean that before that change happens, millions and millions of people are going to die. Now, yes. And a lot of people have a really, or maybe even billions, and a lot of people have a hard time getting past that reality. Well, I guess we have to bring it around to what we were talking about, reincarnation and the, you know, the immortality of the soul. And uh, maybe there's some solace there in well, thinking of that. And, and maybe also um, that might be their purpose at this time, you know, to, to go through that in that way. And the way that I've come to understand all of this is that um, uh, it is an honor for us to be here at this time, to recognize the time and to start making the right choices because prophecy is also uh, a, a spiritual teaching by warning and um, I always feel that there is uh, enough time in this, this countdown uh, to make a difference in how we perceive the changes, how we live through the changes and, uh, and it might even alter the effect. I have come to the conclusion, it might, but I, I must tell you uh, I've come to the conclusion that uh, what's coming is now irreversible. Uh, like, uh, there, there was an old movie, The High and the Mighty. I don't know if you remember that or not. John, John Wayne. I don't remember it, okay, but well, I love John Wayne. Here's the premise. Uh, there was an airplane crossing the Pacific Ocean. In those days, you know, they were prop engine planes. It's an old movie. And there would come a time when you'd get uh, just past midway in your journey, and there'd be a little light that would come up uh, on in the cockpit, and it would say, point of no return. In other words, you've now used up X number of gallons of gas or fuel, and you can only go forward to where you're going to go. You no longer have enough gas to turn around and go back to Los Angeles. And, 
And I think that, uh, that, that the world's little red light came on a while ago. I would tend to agree with you, although I'm sure the spiritual teachers would say no, that they're, you know, that we can, we can make a difference every, every day through the choices that we make. But well, I would even agree with that. Um, but I think that would then take the form of, well, maybe we can ditch the plane and there'll be survivors, you know, if we do the right things. But it would take that kind of form. In other words, I'm saying one way or the other, we're going on to what is next. But actually, though, just the fact that you and I are even talking about this right now, Art, and, uh, and reaching, you know, uh, millions of people with this message, that may change things. People will start becoming aware at, at all other levels of, of just what is going on. I mean, sometimes it's small little baby steps, uh, but maybe all those things will make a difference. Uh, you know, so I, I think that's why we keep on going on. Uh, particularly with this type of work, you know, not everyone, you know, loves to hear, you know, when you when you work with prophecy, not everyone loves to hear what's all going to go wrong. Oh, I know. You know, people would rather hear what's going to go right. Um, and, and I'll tell you, it's easier to say what's going to go right. It's harder to say what's going to go wrong. It takes, you know, you have to be a stronger, more courageous individual. If you don't say what's going to happen, what's going to go wrong, then you don't give people enough reason to think about why they should begin to modify. That's right. That's right. And people, people, you know, they, they have to have the opportunity to make an intelligent decision. And, and they're not going to be able to make that decision until they have all the information. But I think it's as obvious, you know, to me as it is to you that, you know, all the prophets are coming forward right now with their message. I know. And I mean, and when you look at it, it's sort of undeniable. There's an undeniable truth. Everyone knows the undeniable truth of this time. This is one of the reasons, Laurie, that I came back to you now, because to me it is becoming uh, undeniable. Stand by. We're at the top of the hour. We'll be right back. And I want to expand on that a little bit. Uh, I interviewed Laurie Toy years ago, and since that time I have interviewed many, many prophets, uh, from uh, Native American prophets uh, to people who have had uh, various visions for various reasons. And while any single one of them might be rather easily dismissed, it gets tougher and tougher to dismiss them all. As a matter of fact, it becomes impossible. Okay, we're going to break here at the top of the hour. Lori Toy and Art Bell will be right back. The trip back in time continues with Art Bell hosting Coast to Coast AM. More Somewhere in Time coming up.
Bell, Somewhere in Time. Tonight featuring Coast to Coast AM from March 21st, 1997. Good morning, everybody. Uh, my guest is Lori Toy. She is a prophet. She is a very serious prophet, one that bears listening to. She has a website which is totally internally hemorrhaging at the moment. Uh, I'm getting a lot of faxes. Hi, Art, for example, Lori Toy. I Am America website is being overloaded by requests and hits at this time. Thanks, Chris and Carlsbad. So I kind of anticipated that was going to occur. It began to occur the moment we got the link up. Lori Toy is a most unusual individual. I will tell you about her in a moment and catch you up, and we'll go from there. And what we're about to do is to talk about prophecy, what's coming, which is, depending on your point of view, not good or good, in specific detail. Now, I would like to warn my audience right now that what you are about to hear may, as it does with many prophets, disturb you. If there are small children in the room, I would get them out. If you, as a small child, would be upset by hearing of horrific things that may come, then there are other radio programs to which you can turn, or, of course, the ever-present television. Just a gentle suggestion. So, in a, in a moment, Lori Toy. Coast to Coast AM sure sounds great in the middle of the night. But you know, you don't have to be nocturnal to enjoy this amazing show. The Coast Insider is your key to a normal life. For 15 cents a day, you can wake up refreshed knowing that last night's show is waiting for you with podcasting. As a member, you'll have access to our monthly live chat sessions with George Nori and special guests. The Coast Insiders Club is a must-have feature for all Coast to Coast AM listeners. Visit coasttocoastam.com to sign up today. Get a new view of the world with Coast to Coast AM. Well, the president's been reelected, so he's got four more years. But what about all these other people in Congress? If they don't work out a plan, should they all be kicked out? We've had what I call a financial coup d'etat, which is we've taken the real capital out and we've replaced it with debt. Could we get out of this? Yes, we could get out of this. I just, I've never seen anything to indicate to me that we have an economic problem. We have a political problem that we have to face. You're listening to Art Bell, Somewhere in Time. Tonight featuring Coast to Coast AM from March 21st, 1997. Get out a pencil or a paper, if you, uh, and paper if you would please. Uh, her website is so totally overloaded right now that what we're going to do is we're go going to give out an 800 number uh, shortly. And there is an, also an opportunity for you to get uh, one free copy of Lori Toy's newsletter. She's been doing this for many years now, believe me. Uh, I don't know if she knows what she's getting into by offering one free copy of her newsletter, but she's going to find out. Um, at any rate, uh, welcome back, Lori. Hi, Art. Uh, basically, everybody, uh, Lori was shown what a future North America will look like years ago. Uh, it came to her in dreams. It was taught to her by Ascended Masters. 
uh, she finally ended up, and we really didn't tell this story, Lori. You, um, you were so committed to wanting to get this information out that you sold your house, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Um, and I, I spent about three days alone thinking that over, if I wanted to do that or not. Um, but uh, To get the money to print the map, That's right. right. I, well, I, I needed to get it out. I felt, I felt a duty, an obligation to get it out. Um, and, and when I finally made that commitment to do that, the house sold in eight hours. <laughs> eight, eight hours. Um, did you at that time, you, you were married then, right? Uh, no, I wasn't. You were not married. I was not married. I was a, I was a single mom. Single mom. Oh, my God, Lori. I was a single That's mom. Some kind of decision to make. Uh, how old were your children? Uh, let's see. My, my youngest was in first grade, and my oldest at that time was in fifth. Holy moly. That's some kind of decision to make, Lori. It, it was it was a hard decision to make. That's why I said I spent three days hard. thinking about that. Yeah, but I felt I felt well. What kind of a future do they face? Here I am. I've been entrusted with this information. What do I do with it? Um, you know how do how do I how do I give this? Uh, the master teachers continued to say, send this message to the to the earth with love. And I thought this is not a loving message. You know, mm. how, what is the impact that this gonna, is going to have on my life? Is, is this going to change things for me? And it did. <laughs> it totally did. But I'm grateful that I did because I can see now, you know, looking back, you know, back in 1988, you know, when that decision was made, and I look at the times now about nine years further, you know, on, eight, sure. eight years, look at the tremendous change that we've even experienced during that time. I mean, some of these prophecies are happening right now. Oh, um, have you seen yet uh, Hale Bop? Um, the other day we were driving back from Phoenix and Len says, look, Lori. <laughs> and I said, oh, I wish I had my glasses. I could see it. <laughs> but, yeah, it's it's pretty magnificent. It is an astounding sight. And, yeah. uh, by the way, there's going to be a rather intriguing occurrence. We're, we're in this uh, full moon time now. Mm-hmm. Sunday is going to be the fullest. Yeah, they're expecting that to be quite a light show. And Sunday, not only are we going to have a full moon, but there is going to be a near full eclipse of the moon Sunday night. I wasn't aware of that. Uh, Oh, yes. And Hale-Bopp is going to be blazing away. It'll be quite a moment and quite an unusual moment to view this spectacular comet at the moment that it is, by the way, closest to Earth. So we're in kind of a very strange moment in history. It feels like we're walking on a precipice. I believe we are. I believe we are, too. I, the masters continue to say that our choices will make all the difference right now, uh, maybe in how we walk, if we walk with grace or do not walk with grace. Uh, it, it, it will be a very interesting time. All right. Um, I think without um, putting honey over it, I'd like to hear what's coming and your best guess about when. Okay, after, in, in the, the series of the prophecies, and I explained earlier about the, the, the meteor asteroid and, and the melting of polar caps. For those who didn't hear it, an asteroid is going to hit southern Nevada. That is the prophecy. Yeah. In the Nevada desert. That will be the, the beginning of the Earth. Yes, and mm-hmm. which sets off a, a series of events, the activation of the Ring of Fire, uh, explosion, uh, volcanic explosions throughout the world and uh, and through that uh, subsequently uh, there's a lot of ash in the air 
um, and also from the meteor strike, which then down they say a two as long as a six year period of rain. You can imagine that. An effective nuclear winter. In effect. In uh, effect. And you can imagine, you know, what that's gonna do with with such little sun hitting the planet, um, tremendous uh crop failures. Well I don't even know how you could grow crops with that type of rain. Um, I would imagine that uh, uh, it, it will be overall catastrophic just with two to six years of rain. Let me tell you, uh, Lori, uh, do you do you have you are you familiar with the term remote viewing? I have heard that before. Yes. Ed Dames, Major Ed Dames, who was in the military's uh, remote viewing program and who now runs a civilian company has been on my program um, doing his version of prophecy, collected in a very different manner, but I must say with precisely uh, the same predictions. He looks out at about the year 2000, 1998 to 2000, and there comes a point past which he cannot see, and he's saying there is going to be a great spiritual event. He says spiritual. Uh, and he doesn't know the nature of the event, but he can't see past it. I wonder if that is when it's going to happen. I don't. I don't know either. Um, like I said before, I had always thought that that we would start seeing these changes around the year 1992. Um, but according to the teachings, they say we are in the times of changes now, and just depending on you know how quickly these changes happen we could we could be into changes for up to 600 years with the earth could be going through tremendous uh change uh, generations and generations of people born onto this earth uh the the remaining population of this earth uh, all we know is is earth changes and and uh but i i also i also do uh know from these prophecies that there is also prophecy to be a global spiritual awakening alongside uh, Lori, you, those changes. Do you have any sense of what percentage of the population will be left after the changes? I don't know, Art, and and the masters never spoke about that in the prophecies. Um, I guess it would be conjecture at this point. I would imagine a very small percentage with the types of changes that are prophesied. Hmm. Ed Dames, uh, you didn't hear Ed Dames' program, it's obvious. Uh, he suggests about 15% may be left. That sounds about right. I, I would suspect around 10, 10 mm -hmm. to 20%. All right. Here's somebody with just a kind of a casual but interesting question. Um, Laurie, it might sound strange, but I'd sure like to know your birth date. Only the month and day. I'm studying the lives of prophets. And I'm trying to find similarity between them. And uh, they're thinking the most important part, or a important part, might be your horoscope. It's worth a shot. <laughs> okay. Um, April 13th. April 13th. Yeah, I was born on Friday the 13th. <laughs> <laughs> well, you really are. I really was. I really was. Um. How quickly, uh, with Hale-Bopp there now, the blue Kachina, um, how quickly do you feel that the next event might follow? I don't know, uh, but my sense on it 
I, I, I'm looking, I'm, I'm still looking for the explosion of Mount Rainier. That is the other thing that I think is very key for us to look for. Uh, there, there is the old, uh, Indian prophecy, uh, that when, when little sister speaks, grandfather will answer. Yep. Well, little sister, Mount St. Helens. I'm looking for Mount Rainier. Uh, I think if we see that, as soon as we see that, then we need to, we need to seriously look at these prophecies and, uh, and start taking measures. And I, I mean, uh, we need to start preparing, not only spiritually, but we need to, to start then with some sort of physical preparation. Um, Laurie, where will, be, will there be a safe place? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. See, because on the other side of these prophecies in the I'm America map, uh, that was the beauty of the map. Yes, there was the downside of these uh, horrible things happening, but they also gave out five protected areas that they said would be the best places to live Where? the times of changes. Okay, there's five of them. One is located here in Arizona. Another one is located in Colorado. There's one in uh, Illinois and in Indiana. Another one in Georgia, South Carolina, and another one in Montana and Idaho. So those are the five areas, and on the map those are specifically outlined. They call them a golden city vortex. They're also, they also prophesied that during the times of changes, much like the Mayan prophecies of the electromagnetic centers, that these areas will become uh, places of uh, uh, dimensional shifting and that people who lived in these areas would accelerate to a high vibration and that they would be, be part of the spiritual awakening uh, that is prophesied during the Golden Age. So their purpose is is uh, very important in the overall uh, prophecies of I'm America. And also I think that they provide for people, you know, uh, another dimension to understanding the prophecies. Um, okay. I, I begin to have a hard time grasping why the, the people in those areas, um, why should those areas be safe? Why are okay. those people of, of any higher spiritual apparent they're not, value? They're not. They're not. It has to do with, uh, as the masters have explained, uh, with electromagnetics. Uh, <clears throat> you're familiar with the with the chakra system on the on the human body. I am. Yes. Okay. The planet itself has a chakra system, and uh, they right. call these. Vortexes, these areas that are known as chakras, they're, they're places where the earth takes in energy and releases energy. Well, during this time of this great shifting, not only a shifting of the poles, but also shifting of tectonic plates and shifting of consciousness, they say that, that during that time that these chakra centers will shift. Many of them will change locations. They're present right now on the planet. Many of them will change locations, and they will also accelerate during the time of this um, global spiritual awakening. Will the number of chakras increase? Yes. Uh, as I understand it, uh, there are anywhere from 33 to 45 uh, chakras right now on the planet itself, and that after the times of changes, there will be 51 total. Um, I would imagine, give or take a few, um, I'm just working, you know, literally directly from what uh, the transcripts of the prophecies. Um, from the point of view of the person who's out here listening, 
Uh, listening to you talk about this right now gives me the total heebie-jeebies because you are saying what so many others have said, and I know you're not a regular listener to this program. You're usually in bed by now, aren't you? Yeah, I am. <laughs> so it's not like you're listening to the other prophets or they're all getting together to tell the same story. I know that's not true, but, Lori, you are all telling the same story. Oh, that's interesting. Well, it's I'm not worrisome. surprised. It's almost like there's a, a collective unconsciousness, this, this urge within us all to preserve something of us, you know, after this time. Um, you'd spoken before, you know, we wanted to get into the prophecies. Um, yes. <clears throat> I think it's important that, that I relay some of these just so people understand. Please. Uh, uh, after the meteor does crash in the Nevada desert, we're going to see uh, a series of earthquakes that will essentially sink the state of California. California goes. California goes. I mean, it's. <laughs> I think they've been hearing that for, for a long time now, but that is part of the prophecies. I think that that matches a lot of other uh, prophecies from other prophets. They've been hearing it so long, it's almost a joke. You know? Well, I'm sure it is. I can imagine. It's kind of like, you know, Henny Penny, the sky is falling. Yeah. But uh, what remains of that, it's, it's quite interesting. Uh, San Diego does remain after the times of changes. Los Angeles oh, is right. underwater. Uh, San Francisco is underwater. Oops. But the Sierra Madres remain as a series of islands and create almost a chain of islands. Uh, oh. The coastline is very interesting. Uh, Phoenix, Arizona, is on the new coastline. But think about this, Art. I mean... Just because we say that a city is on the new coastline, I don't think it would be particularly a very nice place to live if we had these types of changes. Bear in mind, you're being heard in every single one of the cities you just mentioned. <laughs> okay. So, okay. So when you say Phoenix is on the coastline... Is on the new coastline. Uh, the, water, the water level literally is lapping somewhere up in the middle of the city of Phoenix. Yeah, and it was interesting because um, I guess that matches one of Edgar Casey's prophecies, too. He spoke about the, that whole area becoming like the, a new Riviera. When did you begin to study Edgar Casey? Prior to or at, after? After, way after. In fact, I haven't even really studied all of his prophecies uh, thoroughly because I've mostly been busy studying my work. But... Um, uh, a lot of these correlations that I've drawn have been after the fact. I was not interested in prophecy at all <laughs> prior prior to publishing the I'm American Math. That's quite a jump, actually. You were a newspaper uh, sales ad, ad salesperson. Yeah, right? I had been in uh, uh, newspaper work and advertising most of my life. Mother of three, single mother of three. You have all this uh, information that comes to you. Sell your house, produce a map. What was your family? What were all your friends saying to you when you said, "Look, I'm going to sell my house. I'm of, I've got to get the information out, so I'm going to make the map." Well, you got to understand it was a process too. I mean, it, it took me almost, you know, nine months to get get this all prepared and out. Sure, but once of you made. Of course, my parents were, were quite concerned. I mean, horrified. They probably thought I had gone off the deep end or something. Yes. But, yes. but um, my friends overall were very supportive. Uh, I, I was surrounded by good people who understood what the whole process was about, and, and uh, they encouraged me. That was sort of where the strength was coming from, and uh, that was good. That was very good. Um, but uh, 
it's not an easy job being a prophet by any means. No, because you're not rendering good news necessarily. Lori, hold on. We'll be right back to you. My guest is Lori Toy. She is a prophet. She'll be right back. You're listening to Art Bell, Somewhere in Time. Tonight featuring Coast to Coast AM from March 21st, 1997. to Art Bell, Somewhere in Time. Tonight featuring Coast to Coast AM from March 21st, 1997. Well, good morning, everybody. I am Art Bell, and Lori Toy is my guest. She is one of our nation's great prophets. And we'll get back to her in a moment. Get a new view of the world with Coast to Coast AM. Well, the president's been reelected, so he's got four more years. But what about all these other people in Congress? If they don't work out a plan, should they all be kicked out? We have what I call a financial coup d'etat, which is we've taken the real capital out and we've replaced it with debt. Could we get out of this? Yes, we could get out of this. I just, I've never seen anything to indicate to me that we have an economic problem. We have a political problem that we have to face. Now, we take you back to the past. On Art Bell, Somewhere in Time. This is not going to surprise you. There has just been a mild earthquake in eastern Oregon. Seismologists at the University of Washington in Seattle say the quake measured 3.9 in magnitude. It was 128 miles east of Portland, Oregon, in Gilliam County. Seismologists, get this, say the quake was focused about one mile below the Earth's surface. There will be more news of quakes before this night and the next night end. We are in a very specific window for earthquakes. Uh, a comet blazes in our night sky. Tomorrow night, during a full moon, there will be a near full eclipse. My guest is Lori Toy, and here she is once again. Um, Lori, here's somebody with a sense of humor. Uh, Brian says, Lori just doesn't realize the EPA will not put up with this scenario. <laughs> <laughs> 
be a major challenge. <laughs> yeah. Um, would you ask, Gloria, I'm reading you faxes that are pouring in. Would you ask, Gloria, about the uh, thought of how all of the prophecies are connected to a group uh, over soul con sort of an overall consciousness, consciousness, I'm sorry. In other words, as uh, we are matter and spirit, therefore we as a whole do encompass the earth, and the earth is also matter, so it is spirit. Uh, you know, the concept of Mother Earth, and we are part of that. Uh, are they talking about uh, holographic reality? Is that uh, kind of where they're I guess so. At? Yeah, I guess yeah, so. Yeah, did our, our thoughts create the nature of reality? Yes. Um, uh, I've always, uh, I know that that is true. <laughs> um, and I, that's why, of course, I always, you know, indicate that, you know, this is not an inevit inevitability, because if that is indeed true, as, as scientists are proving more and more each day, um, Perhaps maybe our thoughts even can change the most catastrophic of events. Even I, I want to ask California. you. I want to ask you about a very personal worry, and I've thought about it, and I bet you have too. And that is that when you go public as a prophet and you predict truly catastrophic earth changes of the kind that you are predicting, um, that you're going to cause them to occur. A lot of people, you know, say that, you know, often about uh, prophets who do this type of work. But I, I also feel that, you know, when you understand what prophecy is, is a spiritual teaching. And, and that is a process that uh, prophecy within itself is a good process for anyone to go through because um, it allows you then to, to work through fear and, uh, and purify, you know, and, and, and uh, renew yourself in essence. You're doing that. that. Yes. yes, yes, but you're doing that. Uh, but I would say more people than not are not doing that. And so is it not... they're not aware of how to do it. Right, but is it not possible, Lori, that by telling them what's about to occur, and I believe it is, uh, that you put so much fear in them and they then, as a group consciousness, uh, and I'm Create sorry, more I'm not, fear. there are more of them than there are of you. you uh, that is their choice. That is ultimately their choice of how they're going to deal with the information. I mean, uh, if that were the case, then maybe we better not even turn on the news <laughs> you know, anymore. Tom. Well, uh, sometimes we I think on. that. Sometimes I think that. I, I think that. I think we need to know what is happening. Um, I think that, uh, particularly with this type of information, that uh, uh, there is a duty to explain it in its totality of of what. It carries and the potential that it has and holds for humanity because, not again, and I'll reiterate this, that not only does it, you know, talk about, you know, the sinking of California, the sinking, sinking of the Pacific Northwest, you know, the change on planet Earth as we now know it, uh, with tremendous cataclysmic change. On the other side is the potential for uh, this whole new time. What about the East Coast, Lori? Uh, the prophecies for the East Coast are, are frightening. Uh, hurricane winds uh, primarily uh, pelt and beat the East Coast uh, into a series of islands. Um, you're going to see uh, New York City underwater. You're going to see uh, much of Maryland and Washington, D.C. underwater. We'll have a new capital, by the way, that's in the prophecies. Any idea where? Uh, I, I don't know where. They, they always called it the Christ Dome uh, in the prophecy, and I've often wondered if that was Crest Dome, Colorado. Hmm. I've often drawn that correlation there. Um, you're you're going to see North and South Carolina broken up uh, during the times of changes, and 
their whole coastline becoming a series of islands, um, the lower tip of Florida sinks, becomes a swampland, and then sinks. So Miami is now underwater. Uh, the Maine uh, it becomes landlocked uh, by uh, ocean-flowing glaciers and remains sort of this frozen solid mass, they say, for several hundred years. Well, we're always picking on California, so I'm not going to say I'm glad to hear about the East Coast problems, but everybody always picks on California as sinking, which you uh, also su suggest. But the East Coast, it sounds like they're in for about as much trouble as we are. We're all in it together. Uh, yeah, that's a good way to put it. We're really all in it together, and uh, there isn't going to be one area that, it, that uh, isn't going to, you know, go through the changes that are prophesied uh, if we do indeed enter this time of prophecy. In the, mid, in the Midwest, we're seeing that right now with uh, the flooding of the uh, Ohio River, the Mississippi, and the Missouri I, I have never, Laurie, uh, in all my time alive, which admittedly is not long in the cosmic realm of things, but I have never seen weather, never seen weather like we're having now, uh, Ed Dames, the remote viewer I referred to earlier, uh -huh. said soon the jet stream will begin coming down on deck. And he said that many, many months ago. And I started to watch some weather forecasts of this incredible weather we've been having. And I'll be damned if they didn't start saying the weather guys on the Weather Channel, in effect, um, we've got 100-mile per hour plus winds uh, hitting the northwest at times, Oregon, that, those areas, even way back east, Massachusetts. Um, and literally what's occurring is the weather guys said it. The jet stream is coming down near the deck. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, and also the El Ninos, you know, in California, that, that affects what's known as a Rosby wave, which sends an oceanic current, you know, clear over to Africa and back, uh, which... Uh, has, they, they, scientists are now claiming is the reason for the flooding of the Mississippi and the Missouri River. But um, my dad's a farmer and, and from several generations of farmer and farmers, and he says he, this is just incredible what's happening. In the Antarctic, the Larsen Ice Shelf, according to mainstream scientists, is about to break off, float away, and melt. Ocean floating glaciers, that's what they said in the prophecies, and uh, that we would we would subsequently see the melting of the of the the polar ice caps. Um, they, in the prophecies also they talked about extreme temperatures uh, that we would see you know uh, long autumns, you know summers lasting you know almost up to December, yes. and then winters uh, you know into April and June. These things are happening. It, they are. Uh, they're hurricane are. season by the year uh, now. Every year is getting worse and longer. They're getting worse and worse. In the prophecies, the Master stated that the earth would be purified by all the elements, uh, earth, uh, wind, fire, and water, in the great purification, that all the elements would be present in this particular purification. Are there too many of us here? I, I don't know. Uh, the masters never indicated anything about that we were too populated or anything. Um, again, I I feel that we're where we're supposed to be. I think that who's ever here at this time during the time of the Great Purification is here because they are supposed to be here. So if more people do come uh, as a result of that or born during this time, there is a reason for their presence. All right. Here's the classic question. I'd be interested in how you'll answer it. 
Uh, Laurie, most of the people who have ever existed are alive right now. So how do you reconcile this fact with the notion of reincarnation? If reincarnation is true, then only a small percentage of the popu population could ever have been reincarnated. That's from Tom in Missoula, Montana. Well, as I understand it, uh, on the, the wheel of, of life, death, and, and rebirth, is that sometimes we do take breaks, <laughs> and uh, we might stay in other dimensions or go to other solar systems yes. and, and reincarnate there or, or stay in the other dimensions, not take physical form, stay in the spirit world. And sometimes we, we might wait as long as two to five hundred years before we, you know, reincarnate. Uh, some some people claim that the reincarnation is a very fast process. Again, I'm no authority on this topic. Sure. So, um, but but that's just some what I do understand about it. So that might kind of play into that fact that, you know, we're not all here. <laughs> well, you know what, Lori? The last time I did an interview with you it seemed a difficult notion to grasp because as far as we were concerned, and this was only a few years ago, and it tells you how we are quickening, we knew of no other life anywhere. Uh, the notion was fantastic. And now all of a sudden, uh, oh, gee, uh, microbial life on Mars, mm -hmm. uh, so close by, and uh, the very high probability of life on Jupiter's moons, uh, by the way, NASA just went by and took a whole bunch of photographs of Jupiter's moons, and for some unknown reason, uh, they are not releasing those photographs to the public. So the notion of life suddenly elsewhere is common, not uncommon, as it was the last time I talked to you. So then the notion of beings, intelligent perhaps, uh, is not only probable, but damn near, in my estimation, absolute. So you can't imagine that there would be souls beyond the earth. That conflicts, I know, with a lot of uh, traditional religion, but it doesn't conflict, for me, with common sense. Oh, no. I mean, when you really do think about it, uh, it it's, it's sort of an inner truth. Uh, but I, I agree with you, Art, that, that we are in a quickening, in a sense. I mean, it, it does seem like that, that uh, more people are opening up to the tremendous possibility that, that could exist. On the other side, more people are polarizing. <laughs> well, Laurie, what's happening, uh, let's just look at the societal side of things. Um, and this is from a, you know, a talk show host point of view. Uh, I'm fond of saying this. There was a day in America, long ago, where if you were a bad guy, and you were going to go rob the equivalent today of a 7-Eleven or whatever, you would go in, and you'd hold your gun, and you'd take the money away from the guy, and you'd back out the door and get in the car and zoom away. Today, the difference is, the bad guy walks into the 7-Eleven, takes all the money, and for no reason discernible, other than the joy of killing, puts a bullet through the head of the uh, clerk and gets in the car and zooms away. In other words, life has been drastically cheapened. We've got children dropping other children out of windows. We've got mothers throwing children out of windows. Well, no respect for life itself. Something and, like that. Very much. And, and I, that is another part of the prophecy that, you know, this all sort of fits in. I mean, when you kind of get the overall perspective on it, you can see how this fits in at this time. I just mentioned people are even more polarized. Um, 
in, in the teachings, they, they speak about, you know, that we have a good side and a dark side. And if we don't face our dark side that is inside of us and begin to own that and understand that and, and mold and shape that dark towards good through our choices, that, uh, it, that we will not then be able to move on into the new world. But the dark side is winning. I mean, if, it, if it's a, while, a battle uh, that can be defined as a, a winner and a loser, the good and the bad... Well, they exist side by side. In, in the prophecies, they, they call that balance. Um, uh, Prince Siddhartha called it the middle way. Uh, the Hopis call it to walk in balance, mm. to understand that there is a middle way that we can walk when we understand that both of these realities are existing side by side. It, it lessens our suffering in this time. Uh, but the darker it becomes, the more I personally believe that the prophecy that you have told of is now set in stone. It would have to be because you've got to understand, much like the swinging, you know, of a pendulum, as much as it swings down, you know, over to this darker side, it must swing now over to this lighter side. And, um, and that is what we have to you know, hold the focus for. We have to... Keep yes, but I, I think on. not until after the change you describe. It's, and I, I'm, it's I'm, most likely very possible. See, I'm outdoing I mean, I, you in the doom and gloom area here. <laughs> I can actually outdo you. I really think it's coming, and I do believe there will be a better day, and I don't think mankind will be totally wiped out. But the fact of the matter is, I think most of us will. Well, ultimately, good will come from all of it. All, all of it, but I, I do agree with you, you know, that we, we do it to be practical, too. We have to think about what is ahead and how, how do we properly plan. Of course, you know, what we just were talking about, we're talking about spiritual preparation, but, you know, there is the other side of, of uh, actual physical preparation. You know, are we living in the right place? Are we living where we should be living? Good. Let's talk about that. Um, a lot of times, you know, I mean, we live in a practical world. You're talking to a lot of people who live in Los Angeles right now. Lori, they have jobs, they have families, they have careers. Um, they just can't pick up and move so easily. I mean, what do you say to these people? Well, it, it, it's uh, it's difficult. I mean, what what can you say if a person's not prepared to leave because of, of you know those types of factors? They're not going to leave. They're just not going to. Art, and that's the truth of it. Um, I always like to you know talk about the Hopis at this point because, you know, after they emerged, you know, in, into the new world after they had gone through cat catastrophic earth changes in, in their emergence and migration stories, they always listened inside to where they were told to live by their creator. And, and sometimes they were not led to, to go live in, in the nicest place that had the cushiest job or, or, or that, you know, had the nicest perks. Sure. And, you know, in fact, uh, now, you know, they make it well known that they live in some of, of some of the more harsher lands. But the reason why they live where they live is because that would keep them in touch with their creator. That would keep them in touch with their power within. And, uh, and I think that that is something that is sadly missing. In our culture, you know, we go and live, you know, where it's convenient for us. Okay, well, you're in a place where I guess you will survive, correct? I don't know. <laughs> I guess I guess that's up, up to me and the Creator. <laughs> or at least you've got an opportunity. That's you're, right. You're not that's in the right. I, I am living in one of those five protected areas. Fine. Let me ask you then what you have personally done to physically prepare. To physically prepare. Yep. Uh, right now, it, it was literally our move 
uh, to Arizona. That was uh, a lot for us to take on at the time. All right, Lori, but if your power goes out, your water stops, uh, food production uh, grinds to a halt, the stores would empty within days, what have you done? Well, one thing that I do know is that I have a vast amount of knowledge <laughs> of how to grow my own food. I've done that before in the past and, could, and can do that again. Um, I, I do encourage people uh, now, uh, this preliminary stage, because I think we're still in the early warning system is going off right now, um, to, to think about where they, where they would live. For, for instance, if they did live in a coastal community, um, and I think that that is something that no one can tell you where to go. I think that you have to know where to go. Um, for instance, there are, there are people uh, who call into our office all the time, Art, you know, and they say, well, you know, we really accept what you're doing. We accept the prophecies. We know the times of changes are coming. But our inner guidance is telling us that we must stay here, that our work is here for now. And You know, it's funny. I was about to ask you about that. In other words, can you imagine a scenario, somebody coming to you and saying, look, I live in L.A., I believe what you say is going to occur. And I'm staying. And I'm staying. I, I say, boy, what tremendous courage that individual has to have that knowledge and to know that they're staying there. Very often they say they're staying there because they have a sense that they will survive and they want to help in some capacity. Or they want to help up, up to a point when they may no longer be there in physical form. But, yeah, or in other words, they, they may simply accept that that, is what is coming for them. And, you know, I think the bulk of people feel that way about it, to be quite honest. I mean, uh, I think they say, oh, well. Well, you're talking to the asteroid kid here, so yeah. obviously yeah. I do. I've uh, jo joked frequently, Lori, hold on, we're at the top of the hour, that if an asteroid were coming in, my beautiful soulmate would probably be out in the front yard in our clear desert skies with a microphone. And we'd talk that baby in. I mean, why not? Keep doing what you do until the last moment. Get a pencil and a paper, and we're going to give you a free offer coming up right after the break. This is Premier Networks. That was Art Bell hosting Coast to Coast AM on this Somewhere in Time. take you back to the past on Art Bell Somewhere in Time. Friday night, Saturday morning, a full moon on the way by Sunday. Totally full, very full right now. Earthquakes are popping east of Portland already tonight. 
Uh, Hail Bob blazing in our skies. And on the radio, one of our nation's great prophets. Her name is Lori Toy, and she has a map. She's had it for years. It's called I Am America. If you'll get out a pencil, uh, she's got an offer. She'll send you one of her newsletters free of charge and tell you how to get the map. And we'll do all that in a moment. Looking for the truth? You'll find it on Coast to Coast AM. Let's talk a little bit about the shadow government. Do you believe you know, it's there? Yeah, we've heard that term, you know, for so many years, and I thought it was this group in the Netherlands that sit behind smoked windows and make decisions like, you know, giant players of chess. But it isn't. We don't have the government anymore. What we have is a loose coalition of bureaucracies. But we have no representation in that government. So when I look at the Constitution, I see it as a really inspired and eternal document that has been sidestepped in almost every legal way possible. So the process itself has been intentionally manipulated to facilitate a certain style of government. And it's taken a while to set up, but I think it's set up now and it's working just the way they like it. We need a systemic change in order to let the republic be representative of the people again. You're listening to Art Bell, Somewhere in Time, tonight featuring Coast to Coast AM from March 21st, 1997. For those of you just joining, Lori Toy is probably one of the first prophets I ever interviewed before Gordon Michael Scallion, before so many Native American prophets, before so many, before the remote viewers, before all of these people, I interviewed Lori Toy. She was a farm wife, given a message to deliver that actually, uh, making a long story short, short, caused her to sell her house with three small children and produce this map, which is an incredible map called I Am America. America. And so we're going to tell you how to get it, but first we're going to tell you how to get a copy of her, one free copy of her newsletter. In fact, it's, it's always free. Uh, we, we just uh, send it out all the time. Um, it, it's always free? Uh, oh, yes. Lori. Yes. What we've done is uh, we're trying to get this information out. I to understand. It's very we... important. God. Um, and uh, it's it's worked really well for us. Of course, we we can't uh, print every month, but we try to print at least four times a year, and we do then send that out to everyone on our list. Uh, I always like to have two or three new updated articles in there every month for people. But but it is a way for us to stay in touch. Okay. Um, the other item is you have produced this large map of what America will look like after the changes that now seem rather imminent. It does seem rather imminent, the I'm America map, and that is the United States Earth Changes Prophecy. Uh, we also have a world map. Uh, we call it the Freedom Star world map. So if, if people might have relatives that are living in foreign countries or in Canada or... Yeah, we haven't even really covered that. No, uh, we haven't. No, we haven't. I, I have a lot of listeners in Canada. Uh, what will happen there, briefly? Well, we're going to see uh, the melting of the, uh, the polar ice cap, which is going to co 
caused significant changes, primarily the widening of the St. Lawrence River. Um, uh, you'll also see a lot of the northern lands of Canada are broken up into islands. Um, in, in the Freedom Star map, they can see that with pretty great detail of what is going to happen during the times of changes. There are also five uh, protected areas in, in Canada, Canada as well. Mm -hmm. All right, so if somebody wants to know, call and ask. Listen, um, I've got a question, one more question, then I want to ask you about how to get the map. And the question comes from Hawaii. You're being heard in all of the Hawaiian islands. Mm -hmm. They want to know what's going to occur in Hawaii. Give it to them straight. Well, it's it's going to be rough during the times it changes there because they're going to have, of course, water that's going to flood completely over those islands. Uh, when you start getting the ring of fire going off, um, I'm sure they're going to have volcanic explosions as well as tremendously high uh, ocean waves that are just going to cover the islands. But the masters have said that there will be three islands that will survive the changes. They're Kauai, Maui, and, Ho and Hawaii. Uh, but the other islands will all be covered up after the time of the changes. Good night, Oahu. Pardon me? I said good night, Oahu. <laughs> yeah. you got to be definitely. able to laugh, folks. I mean, I'm the guy who's going to get hit by an asteroid, so. <laughs> get your umbrella out. If they'd like to read the prophecies, um, I've downloaded all the prophecies on on the net, particularly for the show, and also uh, just so people could, could have them. Oh, you have? Yes, they're all in there. Uh, there's a whole table of prophecies uh, in there, and, and uh, that's at imamerica.com. Okay, and we've got a link on our website right now, but her uh, website, uh, I don't know if you've talked to your web person, Laurie, but it's internally hemorrhaging at the moment. <laughs> so if you cannot get on, uh, wait a day or so. Yeah, if they, if they wait a couple of days, they'll be able to get on there, but the Canadian prophecies are on there. Uh, the United States prophecies, uh, the Mexican, uh, South American prophecies are on there, the Japanese and Australian prophecies are on there, and, and last but not least, the uh, African and European prophecies. All right. Lori, uh, here come a couple of calls. Let's let people ask questions. Wildcard Line, you're on the air with Lori Toy. Hello. Hello there. Hello. Yes, hello. Hi, yes. Hi there. Where are you? I'm in Sun Valley, California. All right. Question. You mentioned five states. And you gave eight names out. Why? What was that again? I'm oh, sorry. she's talking. She's talking about the protected areas, right, ma'am? Yes. Oh, uh, the the five areas. But you named eight. Um, no, I named five that are present in the United States. All right, and uh, why don't you name them so there is no confusion? Okay. Again. Okay. Yeah. Let, let's go through those very thoroughly again. Now it's sort of interesting. Uh, the masters. <laughs> have names for each of these. They call them Golden City Vortexes. Right. Okay. The first one is known as Gobian, and that is in Arizona and New Mexico. Okay. The second one is known as Maltone. Okay. And that's in Illinois and Indiana. Oh, I see how she became confused now. Yes, I'm uh -huh. sure. All right. Uh, Wahani, that is in, that is in um, Georgia and South Carolina. Hmm. Shalaha, which is in Idaho and Montana, and Klima, which is located in Colorado, parts of, of Nebraska and Kansas. Are you familiar with Elizabeth Clare Prophet? Oh, yes. I have a great respect for her work. I'm going to be interviewing her on April 10th. Uh, is she in a safe area? Um, you know, I think she's just right to the outside. Livingston is just right to the outside of the Shalaha Vortex. Mm -hmm. All right. First time caller line. You're on the air with Lori Toy. Where are you, please? Hi, I'm calling from Metlakatla, Alaska. Hi there. 
And I would like to know how, uh, Lori, are we going to fare here in southeast Alaska? Uh, no one ever mentions us up here, and I'm okay, <laughs> where on down there. We get a lot of inquiries from Alaska. You know, uh, I didn't get to, to speak about the prophecies for Alaska, but, you know, the Aleutian Islands, you know, are all part of that ring of fire, so expect many volcanic eruptions. Right. Uh, we it, live in, I'm, I'm like four hours from uh, uh, Canada. Okay, uh, southeastern, uh, exactly where? Uh, yeah, exactly. British I'm, Columbia. I'm curious too. About 18 miles from Ketchikan, Alaska. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. You know, so. some of that coastline is going to be depleted during the times of changes. But you know, the major prophecies for Alaska uh, was uh, uh, the melting of the northern slope, and uh, so it's it's reduced in size, uh, sizably there. And and I I'm sure. Uh, you know, these prophecies were given in 1988. By what percentage is Alaska reduced? Um, you'll see the, the northern slope gone, oh gosh, um, at least one-eighth of it is gone. One-eighth gone. So I you you can see in the I'm America map, you get a really clear idea, or, or go to my website, I have a map downloaded there, you'll be able to see quite clearly oh, uh, right. uh, how how that is depleted. God, you know you're giving it all away. You've got a map up, up there? It's important. Yes, it's important. People need to know. The time is now. We're in the times of changes now. Uh, will Ketchikan be there? Um, I don't remember if it is or not. Um, you know, that is a coastal city, and, and I would not uh, right now <laughs> uh, say that things are going to be good in coastal cities. I mean, you've got uh, earthquake activity, and you are going to have tidal waves. All right, ma'am. All right. Uh, I'm on a reservation, and uh, like uh, southeast here, and we have like Dixon Entrance is right out there, and Ketchikan is in the way. We've got an island called Duke Island in the back and Percy Island, and I'm kind of curious about that. Well, you know, um, I, I still would, would say, you know, coastal areas, watch out. Islands, uh, watch out, obviously. Islands, watch out. But, you know, there is a, a protected area that is partially in Alaska. That is uh, is is up there, and if you if you get an I'm American or it would be a Freedom Star map, the world map, you'd be able to see that vortex area, which is prophesied to be a safe area during the times of changes. All right, um, east of the Rockies, you're on the air with Lori Toy. Hi. Hello, Art. This Hi. Is Mike. Hello, Lori. This is Mike from Milwaukee. Milwaukee, yes. Yeah, uh, I've kind of. I don't know what you want to call it, seen or known some of this. I was probably about 12 or 13 when I started getting uh, visions, whatever you want to call it. And uh, I've recently started to understand it. It's in like the last two or three years or so. I mean, like the comet, asteroid thing. Uh, you know, that it, it kind of brings up a good uh, question. Here's somebody who feels something, not exactly specific he says he's recently beginning to understand it are there mass understandings out there um uh, Lori, do you think uh, people who understand that something is coming but they can't quite put it together uh, all the time in fact uh, that's what kept this office open is people calling and wondering you know that very much like mike you know they 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 have had these types of visions these intuitive feelings but they have been able to all sort of synthesize it and say Aha! This is what it is. This is what's going on. Um, but I I feel that if that's part of the process that is going on, that's part of the spiritual awakening that is happening alongside these tremendous times. I think right. that that the 
the times themselves are are helping that intuitive knowledge to emerge. All right, question from Rancho Mirage by Fax. Laurie, is the term masters, as in ascended masters, a title that you have chosen, or is it one the masters have offered to describe themselves? They never call themselves that. That's, a, that's an excellent question because they never do. I think it's something that we've always called them. It's nothing I invented, believe me. It, it's existed far beyond uh, uh, my body of knowledge with this. Uh, I think it's something that we have probably given them that title. You know, But no, they never, they never call themselves uh, those names. In fact, they're, they're quite humble. <laughs> it's it's sweet to see that. That is interesting to note. Very, very interesting. Yeah, yeah. But they, they do refer to themselves as a, a brotherhood and a sisterhood. Uh, a frater- they are indeed a fraternity of men and women who are dedicated to the universal spiritual upliftment of humanity. So it's a name we glued on. I think so. I think so. You know, probably like how we invented Pope and all those other names. Sure. <laughs> West of the Rockies, you're on the air with Lori Toy. Good morning. Good morning. I'm calling from Redding, California. Well, the Redding Ripple area. Yes, indeed. Exactly. Um, I have a guess. I mean, I'm sorry. A question for Lori. Sure. Uh, it's an honor to speak with you. Um, I was hoping that you could help me with the location of uh, something, the recent thing that has been shown to me um, in all my visions uh, was a temple. And I know it was not in the United States. Um, I was shown the blueprint of it. I was shown... Uh, the the uh, finished product of this temple, uh, the mountains around it, and the bluest, deepest, uh, world deep blue ocean that was near this. And at the end of my vision, I was shown a throne inside of the temple, and the floor was made of a, a blue marble, and the throne as well, but it was empty. So this was like a remote viewing? situation you, you think you saw the future or uh well no i mean it was just um it was shown to me um i know that this is a place where um you know uh, it could be the second kind i don't know but this temple I've, I've just been going crazy trying to find the location of this temple um it, it's going to be uh rebuilt but i just don't know where and so you I, think you might have been in the future then Oh, yes, definitely. If you were in the future, well, you know, you, you could be perhaps in one of the Golden City Vortex areas because, as I understand it, according to the prophecies, mm-hmm. they will be quite beautiful after the times of changes that they will be rebuilt um, uh, with sort of a, a temple-like feeling to them. Mm-hmm. Well, I saw the so it's very possible that that is where... I saw I was shown I was shown the whole floor plan that... And then after it was completed, I was shown the whole entire uh, area and the whole t- entire temple itself, the roof, the sides, the front. Um, it had these cement round beautiful pillars uh, with the front steps leading up to the entrance. Well, you is, know, is, uh, I, we've had people who've written our office who have seen the same thing. Oh, really? So what, what she is describing is not unusual at all. We, we do get letters along the line, people... You know, who not only see the changes, but they also see the rebuilding of of the planet, and they're often very beautiful. So many people are seeing these things, Laurie, uh, and I wonder if there's anybody keeping track. I've asked this before, sort of mass dreams of the future. 
uh, prophecy, I think, is not unique to people like yourself. I think I, Ted Daniels is doing that work. Um, really? I, yes. Um, very interesting, man. I met him at our prophecy conference in Philadelphia um, in 1995. Uh, New Age Journal did a very interesting uh, article about his work. He does keep track of, of as much information as possible. Um, I, I think I think that you're uh, speaking about something that is is needed. Though I think we need more than one person doing that because we almost need to have someone who's uh, creating a clearinghouse That's for what this I would type like. of information. That's what I would like. And not and not to put their personal spin on it, but just let it exist uh, so that we can access there. the information. Oh, exactly right. Um, east of the Rockies, you're on the air with Lori Toy. Hi. Hello. Oh, oh, wait a minute. Push that button. Now I think you're on the air. Hello there. Hello. Hello. Where are you? Uh, yes. Uh, good morning. I'm calling from uh, Winnipeg, Canada. Uh, from where in Canada? Yes. Uh, my name is uh, Jan. No, where in Canada, sir? What city? Winnipeg. Quebec. Winnipeg. 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 Yeah. Winnipeg. Oh, yeah. Win Winnipeg. I'm sorry your accent is throwing me off a little bit. Go ahead, sir. Yes, yes. Uh, well, uh, maybe I'm honored to speak uh, to you, uh, Mrs. Toyton. And maybe you can uh, uh, talk about uh, Canada a little bit. And, and, well, Winnipeg, and, so, yeah. you know, the lake, there is prophecy to drain. Um, I, I assume that's through some sort of earthquake activity, but uh, Winnipeg is near another Golden City Vortex, a protected area. Um, on the Freedom Star map, uh, that that is shown quite clearly where that is. Yes, as, I as saw you, these maps. Pardon me? Yeah, I saw these maps uh, uh, today. Uh, but could you uh, tell what is the safe, uh, safe uh, areas, areas in that? Well, there is there is an, an area outlined, and it's it's north of what after after the times of changes is known as Unity Lake, because all of the lakes uh, sort of flood together and form one huge lake. I'm talking about the Great Lakes. Um, wow. It's uh, it's quite interesting. There is another protected area that is going to exist. Uh, uh, after the times, during and after the times of changes, that's in British Columbia, and uh, looks like uh, part of it is in Alberta. Um, but uh, it, it's best, really, if you you know to observe the changes uh, for Canada. If if you want to get up on my website, I've outlined them all under the Canadian prophecies and described them uh, very thoroughly there. Well, I'm, let me tell you, uh, and let's advise the people again. I'm trying to get back into your website, and I can't make it. Okay. Uh, so it's in total gridlock. Okay. Right now. Okay. So uh, basically, again, the Canadian prophecies—they talked about the widening of the St. Lawrence uh, Seaway. Uh, they actually—they talked about it was so interesting. The master spoke about how many other rivers would run, would run backwards, hmm. and that is going to be one river that will run backwards. Okay. Uh, during the times of changes, uh, uh, let's see here. Uh, a lot of the uh, of the Canadian, the Northlands, the Canadian Northlands will melt during the times of uh, changes, and so Canada it really remains as sort of a series of islands. It's a very unique uh, configuration after the times of changes. Parts of Greenland also melt during the times of changes. Um, I will come back in a moment, uh, Laurie, and I'm, we've got to pause here and ask you, uh, with all of this melting, uh, there's, there are obvious questions about ocean levels, and uh, the coasts are going to be concerned. I'm Art Bell, and my guest 
is Lori Toy. You're listening to Art Bell, Somewhere in Time. Tonight featuring Coast to Coast AM from March 21st, 1997. Networks presents Art Bell, Somewhere in Time. Tonight featuring Coast to Coast AM from March 21st, 1997. My guest is one of America's great prophets. Her name is Lori Toy. I can't say enough about her. And um, for those of you who sit out there uh, occasionally somewhat judgmentally, thinking that somebody is reaping in the bucks off the backs of those who would be frightened by this kind of information. She's giving it away. And I've got to ask about that. Um, There is a newsletter uh, that she will send you for free. It's even an 800 number you can call. She now has a website up... um, And we've got a link to it. It's in utter gridlock right now, and I can't even get back in myself. Uh, You will find it on my, uh, you'll find a link on my website, www.artbell.com. But you probably won't have much luck getting through right now, as you may not have much luck getting through on the 800 number. Now, you can buy one of these great, big, beautiful maps, but I just, you know, I just talked to Lori... And she said, we've got the map on the website, which means you could print it out and enlarge it. So she's really giving this information away. And I guess they operate, um, they must operate on donations. That's all I can figure. Uh, Or what little uh, income comes from actually selling the map. For later reference, uh, their website address is www.imamerica.com. I think that's right, isn't it? That's correct. All right, uh, www.imamerica.com. All right, Laurie, hold on. We'll be right back. Lots of calls. The lines are jammed, and I can imagine why. So uh, in a moment, uh, back to Laurie Toy. I just wanted to be sure of that website address. (laughs) 
take Coast to Coast AM with you anywhere on your mobile phone. CoastToCoastAM.com can be conveniently accessed on your iPhone and most Android platforms, which means that you are never without your Coast to Coast AM fix. If you're a Coast to Coast Insider subscriber, you can listen to the show live in the middle of the night or previous shows 24-7. Plus, you can browse all the great photos, videos, and news stories. Keeping up with Coast to Coast AM has never been easier with our Coast Insider service. Get a new view of the world with Coast to Coast AM. Well, the president's been reelected, so he's got four more years. But what about all these other people in Congress? If they don't work out a plan, should they all be kicked out? We have what I call a financial coup d'etat, which is we've taken the real capital out and we've replaced it with debt. Could we get out of this? Yes, we could get out of this. I just, I've never seen anything to indicate to me that we have an economic problem. We have a political problem that we have to face. You're listening to Art Bell, Somewhere in Time, tonight featuring Coast to Coast AM from March 21st, 1997. I think this is going to be a four-hour program. I'm going to try and press Lori to stay on. So I believe it's going to be a four-hour program. So, back now to Lori Toy. And, Lori, um, gosh, you're giving away newsletters. That costs money. You're, you've posted your map on your website, which, by the way, can be found in the catalog area, I understand. That's right. In other words, you're giving all this away, Lori. Well, I feel the in- it's important to get the information out. Uh, the time is now. And, uh, you know, some people can afford to buy maps. Some people can't. At least this way, you know, it allows the middle way. Everyone gets an opportunity to have the information. Yeah. Wow. How do you survive? Well, it's been beast and famine for us. That's the way it is, I think, for most people who do this type of work. Of course, our motivation is not money anyway. Um, Our motivation is our work and our message. Sometimes I think we we survive with trust and faith. (laughs) Listen, just for the record here, uh, somebody can buy a map, right? Yes, they can. All right. Um, oh, how big is it? Uh, well, the I'm American map is uh, roughly three feet by two feet. It's full color. Uh, it's printed on a cardboard stock. It's a heavier stock. Right. Uh, it's it's a beautiful map. I think people will not be disappointed. A lot I, of people I like agree. to frame their maps. Uh, actually, uh, a good friend of mine who passed away who introduced me to you through that map brought it over, and that's when I contacted you. It was awesome. Well, you know... It, I was so fortunate at the time that you know that I, I published the I'm America map. I was affiliated with just such a beautiful group of designers and and uh, technical support that uh, we, we've always tried to keep uh, quality in our work. Uh, we feel that we have a duty to present it in a beautiful way as too. too. Uh, the the world map is a much larger map. Oh, um, it's. It's about four feet by three feet. More difficult to frame. It's more for people to take a look at and, and to get an idea of what is going to happen on a global scale. But it's a beautiful map, too. All right. Um, Wildcard Line, you're on the air with Lori Toy. Good morning. Yes, hi. Uh, Roger from Chicago. Uh, Hello, Roger. Hi, I'm Roger. I the impression uh, through scientific research that the only difference between present day and an ice age is Four degrees overall average Earth's temperature, is that correct? 
Boy, I don't know. I, I wouldn't know how to answer that, but... Um... I will try. I think that is about right. It's a very minor change. We live uh, uh, ecologically on a very narrow precipice. I believe. Yeah. So I believe you're right, caller. Okay, uh, so with all of the, wa the rising water levels that she's speaking of, does she foresee in a prophecy a ice age because of the cooling of the earth effect, more or less? Um, no, in fact, uh, in the prophecies, there, there would be a time, of course, that there would be uh, free-floating uh, ocean uh, glaciers, but that we would see an overall warming of the Earth's climate. At least that's what I was shown in the prophecies, uh, uh, more of a tropical type of environment. But it, it's interesting because there are certain areas um, in the world map where it's going to get colder. So... Uh, Many changes just overall in the in the overall uh, scheme of the planet. Okay. All right. Thank you uh, very much, caller. First time caller line. You're on the air. Hi. Hi. My name's Mike. I'm calling from Las Vegas. Hi, Mike. Um, I'm very interested in, in what's going on. I never even knew your show existed really until last week. Uh, I started working graveyard. That's how most people find us. <laughs> um, I ended up here in Las Vegas by accident. Um, I've always had a feeling that I needed to go somewhere and do something. I didn't know what it was. Um, I had a good job back east. I'm originally from Pennsylvania. And I did have my own business on the side. I decided to move here to try to make the business grow. Um, I found out that that was not going to work in this town. So I was led to a place in Arizona, and I will be moving there in about three weeks. Okay. And I will be living in a place called Golden Valley. Oh, that's great. Um, that it's too ironic. I, I couldn't believe I was hearing this from you. Well, you know, you're, what you're speaking about is very like thousands of other people that they just uh, it's sort of a migration. I would about the best way to put it that that they find themselves all of a sudden deciding to uproot everything, like in your case, you move from the East Coast to the West Coast. Exactly. And I had a lot going for me. I had no reason to really do it. Mm -hmm. um, Very, that, and that, too, is typical of what's happening during this time. Um, all of a sudden, someone, they wake up one day and they say, gosh, it's time for us to move. We need to go to this place. And it seems that things always sort of work out for people, too, when, yeah. when they uh, are led in that way. I, I'm married and I have a four-year-old daughter. And... I worry about them. I've always had a feeling that something is going to happen soon. Before I'm into my 30s even, uh, I've always had this urge to learn how to ride a horse, be able to take care of myself if there was uh, no modern technology for me to use. Um, growing plants, things like that, uh, stockpiling canned goods. And I always thought I was weird in some way. No, you're not weird. This. You're not weird. And uh, you're awake. Yeah, you're awake. Uh, I I agree. And years ago, people just a few years ago, people would have said he was very weird, Laurie. They would have said you're very weird. <laughs> they probably still do. <laughs> uh, well, not no, not so much anymore, Laurie. Uh, too many hours of similar prophecy have been on these airwaves and others, and people are beginning to collectively sort of wake up uh, that something definitely is coming. So they don't, they, people now tend not to disregard with a big chuckle uh, the kinds of things you're saying so much anymore at all. East of the Rockies, you're on the air with Lori Toy. 
Hello, Art. Hello, uh, Laurie. This is Albert Hi. in Austin. Austin, Texas. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, I have a question for Laurie. I have both of her maps on my wall. I was very attracted to them when I saw them in the bookstore. I ended up getting both of them. Well, you got them in a bookstore. Yes, indeed. Uh, I got the Freedom Star in the ceiling, and I am America map here next to the bed here. Uh, I've been studying them. I'm very attracted to them. Uh, I got these strong impressions about those uh, uh, major, uh, the five cities or the five uh, vortexes. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm getting impressions, you know, when the with, with the Brotherhood. Uh, are these city-sized ships coming through these vortexes here? Well, what, we don't, if, if we really are, don't know. You know, the, uh, one thing that's really interesting is that, see, there is prophecy to be a spiritual teacher for every single one of these Golden City Vortexes. And uh, in, an, in a more esoteric way, they all align to a particular color. Now, the first one, which is Gobian, aligns to the color blue. And uh, it's real interesting because a lot of that overlays areas that are ancient Hopi lands. And one of their uh, prophecies is, you know, the time is not too far off uh, when the Sakasoha appears in the sky, the blue star Kachina will dance in the plaza. And um, hmm. I've often thought, huh, now I wonder, is the blue star Kachina maybe that master teacher that they prophecy in in these teachings. Well, it's interesting. Um, the master teacher of Gobian, his name, as I've always known it, is El Moria, but he's been known throughout time to be the Hindu teacher, Azahulama. And in Hindu, that means the blue teacher. The blue teacher, as in the blue kachina? As in the blue kachina. As in the dance that's going on in the sky tonight. Yes, absolutely. And so I've often thought, well... <laughs> Are they coming? Are they coming from another place? Are they coming from another dimension? That I'm not clear on yet. All I know is that it's prophesied that they will appear. I don't know how it's going to happen, but it's prophesied that they will appear. Okay. Did, did they give you any information on, uh, you know, some, I noticed on your map here that you have Ascension Valley is where uh, this timelessness will be established. A mountain located close by will serve as a porter, yeah, portal. Yeah, and, and that was just one location. They said that many of those locations will be located across the planet during and after the times of changes. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's, that was one of my questions, yeah, because uh, I feel uh, different people want to know about an ascension or maybe even a, a rapture, and then others will probably will be working within these cities of, of being taught well, how know, to grow. What's sort of interesting about that Ascension Valley, this is just updated information, It's it's been discovered that there are, uh, have you heard of the work of David Hudson? Mm, uh, and uh, uh, subatomic, uh, monotonic, monotomic elements, mm -hmm. and its ability to actually accelerate the, the body. Mm -hmm. um, anyway, they've discovered that uh, Ascension Valley itself, that these are people who write into me all the time, I am wearing Dr. Fred Bell's uh, Palladian necklace. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, they, they discovered that the same elements are contained there as the elements that David Hudson is doing his um, incredible research with right now. All right. Uh, let's move on. West of the Rockies, you're on the air with Lori Toy. Good morning. Good morning, Art. Good morning, Lori. Good morning. It's uh, Smoker Dave in Mesa, Arizona. Mesa. All right. Uh, hello to everybody at work. And real quick, uh, Art. Back in one of your previous newsletters from a couple of years ago, yes, you had uh, Gordon Michael Scallion's uh, map of the United States. Yes, 
Uh, how close is that to what Lori has? Fair question. Uh, Lori, uh, Gordon Michael has also a map of uh, the U.S. and uh, of the world. And how close is Gordon's uh, depiction uh, to yours? Gosh, I don't know how close. Um, I know that, that the I'm America map was out first, and so was the world map was out first. Yes, it was. Um, I, I really don't know how close. I know they're similar. And I, I don't want anybody to interpret that as any uh, derogatory remark at all about Gordon Michael Scallion, but the fact of the matter is this lady's map was out first. Uh, Wildcard Line, you're on the air with Lori Toy. Good morning. Hi. Hi, where I'm, are you? I'm in West L.A. Uh, West L.A., all right. Yeah, and what I'm curious about is I feel like uh, it's my place to be here at this time. I'm doing what I'm doing, and it's here, and I can't just... Uh, pull up stakes at the moment. The asteroid kid here feels the same way. <laughs> um, but I am wondering, in case that should happen to ever change, how is Minneapolis going to be uh, affected by all of this? Minneapolis. Well, let me look at a Dime America map. <laughs> okay, uh, Minneapolis, um, is, uh, is that near the Great Lakes at all? Uh, yes, it is. Well, of course, you're going to see the breaking of Lower Lake Michigan. Uh, which is going to, of course, flood out Chicago and, and that area. Um, but it's north of that. Yeah, you're going to want to watch for flooding, a lot of flooding in that area. So I, I think there's going to be an awful lot of swampland up there. So, again, um, I would treat that Great Lakes area very much as a coastal area. Well, then may as well just hang out in L.A. then. I mean, if you're looking for, you know, I was looking for places I wanted to live that were actually going to be safe. So. Yeah, I, I mean, look, caller, I think you're like I am. I mean, I'm due to be hit by an asteroid, and I, I don't feel any um, inclination to run. No, neither do I, really. I don't think that that's what the message is about anyway. I, I think it's it's really about... Uh, well, for some people it is. For some people it is. I mean, they'll say, oh, my God. I've got to get to some place where it's safe. Of course, of but course. It's but funny. also, I, I don't feel also, that. it speaks to, uh, you know, uh, to the spiritual nature too. And uh, you've got to take it all together, all at once, in order to to really comprehend it. That's not to sugarcoat the prophecies. I'm really quite serious, Lori, when I tell you, uh, and I've joked about this on the air for a few years now, but it's mm -hmm. not really a joke. If uh, yeah. if an asteroid were to be coming my way. And I were to be able to get a good look at it, um, I'd go on. I'd go on the air. I'd talk that baby in uh, until it landed. Yeah, until it landed. I mean, it's like it's my job. That's what I would do. Well, we meet a lot of people who feel that same way. I mean, they totally accept the times, but they also accept that they feel that they're in the right place right now. Yeah. East of the Rockies, you're on the air with Lori Toy. Good morning. Where are you, please? Greenville, South Carolina. All right. My name is Steve. Art, you got a great show. Thank you, Steve. Um, just wanted to say, uh, you mentioned a while ago about people sometimes say that uh, you think of things or see things and they might consider you weird. Oh, uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> well, I know about 20 years ago uh, I started going to church. I'm not going to get religious on here or anything like that, but uh, uh, talk about prophecy and things like that. And uh, when I was about 13, 14 years old, uh, I got to noticing uh, things that I'd never been taught before. Uh, we moved here from uh, Louisville, Kentucky. Yes, sir. 
Okay, and uh, I'd never heard of things about prophecy, about Mark of the Beast, things like that. But since uh, the past, oh, I'd say about the past four years, uh, my family and I, my wife, two daughters, we've become uh, real uh, survival-minded, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. And uh, I found your show working a weekend job, night times, you know. But uh, anyway, I just want to pass on to you. You've got a great show. All right, my friend. Thank you so very much. Yeah, it's kind of odd. Uh, and in, in a way, you forced me to think about it for the first time, uh, Lori. I've heard so many prophecies that are very much like yours, mm-hmm. knowing what's going to occur here. And yet, I'm comfortable, even comfortable, I can use that word, staying where I am, knowing it's going to happen. Yeah, because um, when you begin to understand the other side of the prophecy, you see how it works together, uh, that ultimately it's, it will be for a greater good. And, uh, you know, as we discussed prior before, you know, about our spiritual immortality uh, and, and the fact that, you know, we, we could possibly be reborn again on, a, cons- on a new earth. Yeah, I can consider myself part of the solution. <laughs> West of the Rockies, you're on the air with Lori Toy. Where are you calling from, please? San Diego, California. San Diego, yes, sir. This is that at uh, KFMB. Yes. Good morning. Ah, uh, you know, I think the reason about probably you don't fear about the major asteroid coming down is that, uh, you know, that you know that there's something greater beyond this. Maybe you're right, sir. I mean, that's the way I feel about it. That's why, I mean, you know, we're, we're according to her, we're destined to drop off into the sea. No, no, no. Actually, you didn't listen carefully. I think San Diego, she said, would in some form still be there. Isn't that right, Lori? Mm-hmm. Do you hear that, sir? In fact, San Diego oh, is well, one of the few California, California uh, towns that do remain after the times of changes. The Baja Peninsula does break up uh, south of mm-hmm. San Diego, but San Diego is one of the few California uh, uh, cities that remains intact after the times of changes. Uh, did you hear that, sir? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. So, in other words, uh, you're 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 going to stick around. Oh, that's good. Uh, it's good. That's... All right, everybody, hang tight. Uh, Lori, hold on. We'll be back to you in a moment. The trip back in time continues with Art Bell hosting Coast to Coast AM. More somewhere in time coming up. The colors of the rainbow 
Tonight featuring Coast to Coast AM from March 21st, 1997. I think that explains it for me. How I'm suddenly, uh, I don't know, once there was a, a, as I listened to prophecy, and I've done this for years, there was always this instinct to run. And it's gone. Isn't that strange? Maybe that's the way it's supposed to happen, huh? Coast to Coast AM sure sounds great in the middle of the night. But you know, you don't have to be nocturnal to enjoy this amazing show. The Coast Insider is your key to a normal life. For 15 cents a day, you can wake up refreshed knowing that last night's show is waiting for you with podcasting. Listen on your way to work and again on the way home. Or listen to one of over a thousand archived shows from the past three years. As a member, you'll have access to our monthly live chat sessions with George Nuri and special guests. The Coast Insiders Club is a must-have feature for all Coast to Coast AM listeners. Visit coasttocoastam.com to sign up today. You'll sleep like a baby, knowing you'll never miss your favorite guests and topics ever again. Remember, a one-year subscription comes out to only 15 cents a day. Sign up today at coasttocoastam.com. Looking for the truth? You'll find it on Coast to Coast AM. Let's talk a little bit about the shadow government. Do you believe you know, it's there? Yeah, we've heard that term, you know, for so many years, and I thought it was this group in the Netherlands that sit behind smoked windows and make decisions like, you know, giant players of chess. But it isn't. We don't have the government anymore. What we have is a loose coalition of bureaucracies. But we have no representation in that government. So when I look at the Constitution, I see it as a really inspired and eternal document that has been sidestepped in almost every legal way possible. So the process itself has been intentionally manipulated to facilitate a certain style of government. And it's taken a while to set up. But I think it's set up now and it's working just the way they like it. We need a systemic change in order to let the republic be representative of the people again. Somewhere in Time with Art Bell continues, courtesy of Premier Networks. All right, just one other note, and again, uh, to save myself endless grief, uh, I realized the immensity of the information you're hearing this morning, and I know a lot of you want a copy of the program. And I will do this uh, for Lori because she's not doing much for herself. She has an 800 uh, number. She will send you a free newsletter regarding her prophecy. Moreover, on her website, she's printed the map. It's in the uh, catalog section. You may not be able to get in there right away because the website right now is totally 
consumed. But I think that I should ask Lori a very important question right now, um, which comes from San Diego, and I think it's appropriate. Art, given that there are uh, human beings that are spiritually evolved to a much higher order, Lori is certainly one of them. Among other things, she gives away her information and offers an 800 number. Every call costs her money. Will she accept contributions uh, from those who wish to make them? Lori? Well, in fact, that's the way that we do uh, exist exist, and how we're able to be here. Uh, yeah. uh, we, we get contributions all the time. Um, we see our work as a service, and... Uh, so that is primarily the way that we do exist. So you do? Yes, we do. And uh, they can make those arrangements through the 800 line? Yes, they, they, can, they could call us, or they can write us, too. You um, want to give an address? Yeah, um, P.O. Box 2511, Payson, P-A-Y-S-O-N, Arizona, 85541. Give it again. P.O. Box 2511, Payson, Arizona, Eight five five four one. All right. This will give you some idea of the reach. Uh, a fax from David in New Zealand. Art, I can't get through on the international line right now. Please ask Lori about New Zealand. New Zealand. Let me pull up my maps. All right. <laughs> Sometimes it's really hard to remember all the prophecies. I know the United States prophecies fairly well. But the uh, foreign prophecies, I, I, I need to always source back to the original material. Um, interesting enough, a lot of new land comes up over New Zealand. New it, land over New Zealand? Yeah. You would think that there'd be sinking land everywhere, but that is not necessarily true. That's why if people see the uh, world map, they get a, a, a whole new perspective. It's, it's, a, it's a different type of scope. Um, there is another... Golden City uh, uh, Vortex, it's prophecy to actually be over the island of New Zealand, and that's on some of the new lands that are prophesied to rise up during that time. Uh, interesting, uh, their neighbor Australia uh, does break in half, and uh, it does. there is a new inland sea uh -huh. uh, in, in that particular prophecy. It, it was interesting to me because at one of the prophecy conferences, uh, Chet Snow, who spoke at that the conference. I know Chet. Yeah, Chet's, Chet's work is incredible. Uh, he, uh, he showed uh, an aborigin, uh, Australian Aborigine prophecy that totally correlated the uh, Freedom Star prophecy, the world prophecy. I thought that was I've heard incredible. others say that, uh, Stan Dale and others. Um, and here's another one from way out. Uh, Cornelia in, I believe it's pronounced Luzerne, Switzerland, would like to know what is likely to occur there. Um, the European prophecies, we're working on those right now. Of course, we've got the, uh, the prophecies out in the world map. But see, we've compiled all the prophecies in three volumes of books. Uh, New World Atlas One, which is the United States and the Americas, Canada. Uh, New World Atlas Two, which is the Australian, uh, Japanese, and uh, the Chinese prophecies. The New World Atlas III, which we're working on right now as we speak, has all of the prophecies for Europe. Um, for Switzerland, exactly, I don't have anything just detailed for that. I can give it over all of the European prophecies. Okay. They're, um, they're pretty horrific. 
Um, in fact, I, I often have thought that maybe the, the spiritual teachers kept those until the end to prepare us for them. Um, I, I assume that as a general rule, um, as bad as it may be here, uh, the industrialized world, with its stronger buildings, uh, with its um, a more advanced society, will fare far better than third world nations where they've got uh, uh, houses, uh, for example, uh, in, in Hong Kong, packed on hills on top of each other. Yeah, where, where they haven't prepared uh, right. for these types of changes. Interesting, though, enough, uh, uh, South America and Africa are two countries that, that experience less change wow. um, and it's more of the western industrialized uh, way of life that I see in this series of prophecies oh. uh, where the changes are. Well, maybe there's a message there. Here's a good question. Please ask Laurie to explain how she came upon the name of her organization, specifically I Am America. That was a name that was chosen by the master teachers. In fact, they, they have picked every name uh, the name for the, the United States prof Prophecy Map. They wanted that to be called I Am America. They said that that was very important uh, to them, that it be called that. Um, uh, they said that, that there would actually be an energy and a vibration in that, uh, that the people who were supposed to get that information would then be drawn through that name. Well, it and, works. Yeah, the same with the Freedom Star Map. Uh, they, they chose that name as well. All right, first time caller line, you're on the air with Lori Toy. Good morning. Hi, good morning. Good where, morning. Are, where are you, ma'am? Hi, my name is Elaine, and I'm in Sacramento. Okay. Hi, Lori. Hi. Oh, you know, I also want to say, too, thank God for Redial. It was next to impossible to get through, but I'm glad I did. Um, you know, Lori, I have seen you before on television, and... Even before that, you know, it's like I've had a feeling um, of um, not, I've been transient, moved around a lot, and not feeling like I need to be in California, don't know why. And when I saw what you had presented, I mean, it absolutely told me that for myself, I need to go. It all came together just like tumblers in a lock, click, 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 and you knew, didn't you? Yes, but um, besides that, there's a lot of things that, you know, I don't have reason for, but I just know. And there's people that I also associate with, groups of people, and they have migrated already. And for myself and a friend of mine, we plan on going, and there are a few key points that we've already have decided to go, one is uh, New Mexico and or Arizona. And some of the friends that we have associated with are in Arizona right now. Yes. Um, now, Phoenix will not be uh, a, a good uh, town to relocate um, during the times of changes, but Albuquerque uh, is prophecy to remain. Uh, during and after the times of changes. <laughs> you know, from a radio point of view, thank you, ma'am. I'm sitting here thinking, everybody listening to KFYI is going, oh, God. Everybody listening to KOB in Albuquerque is going, <laughs> Made it. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Well, all right. Wildcard line, you're on the air with Lori Toy. Good morning. Uh, yes, um, I live in Fort Worth. I'm just in Indiana right now. 
And uh, I want to say that uh, God started talking to me in 85 about things coming on this country. And he did say the ring of fire was going to come on the beloved. I'm not a prophet, but he told me several things to tell his people. He said, tell my people I love them and tell my people to obey me. And to obey me, uh, to be chosen, you have to obey me. And I've got a lot of flack from that because a lot of Christians think they're chosen by virtue of believing in Jesus. So I just want to know how Lori feels about Jesus because I think that I agree with Benny Hinn. you got to pay a price, and the price is to seek God first. All right, uh, let's deal with this. Uh, Lori, a lot of people like that lady have received information that they interpret to be uh, traditionally Christian from mm -hmm. God, um, but it strangely coincides with what you're saying just a, a different named source. Yeah. Uh, how, how, do, how do you? What do you say about all this? I mean, they lay the New Age label on you. I know. Oh yeah. But oh, it, yeah. It is it, information is just information, isn't it? Yes, that, that's the way that I always uh, perceive it, uh, and you have to in order to deliver the message universally. I guess I've always just known that this message was intended for those who could receive it. Yeah. And um, that's why I think you know. God has seen to it at this time that, that the message would come through many voices, and uh, in the same way that there's many different types of flowers. <laughs> but, um, you know, because not everyone is ready to hear it maybe the way I present it, there might be another person there who presents it in such a way that they can hear it. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly right. East of the Rockies, you're on the air with Lori Toy. Hi. Yes, hi, Raj from River Forest, Illinois. Um, I was wondering if there was any direct relationship between her five centralized electromagnetic uh, areas and ancient ruins. And one that comes to mind, she mentioned southern Illinois. Uh, I believe, uh, paging through a book, I've, I've seen Monk's Mound. Oh, I know exactly where he's uh, coming from, Lori. Uh, in other words, and call it correct, you stop me if I'm wrong, but ancient ruins. In other words... Ancient there are many of other times. Maybe? You, you've got it. Um, well, there are some correlations, although these aren't uh, prophecies from the masters. These are just things that I have found out after the fact. The seven cities of Cibola um, cover most of the area that is the Gobian vortex. I thought that was sort of interesting. Um, uh, and and I I don't remember the name of the ancient city, but the mound builders uh, that a lot of those ancient ruins exist um, uh, in the Indiana, Illinois vortex area. Um, David Hatcher Childress, some of his work is pretty incredible, and, and that might be a really good source book for someone to pick up uh, any of his work if, if they're interested in exploring that. That may have been uh, the book that I was uh, paging through, and I noticed that, and it just clicked together what you had mentioned in that area. And... Uh, I, I felt that because of the uh, energy created possibly by the, in in those ruined areas. Hmm. Yeah, that's that's really interesting. I've never thought of it that way, but it, it, it's probable. I mean, um, there is a lot of energy that's built up from past civilizations, and then one wonders, you know, sure. uh, where that energy goes. It kind of lays out a whole other way of thinking, you know, uh, after the times it changes and many many eons from now. I, I wonder if there'll be. Uh, energy from Washington, D.C. or New York City. I, I think every now and then somebody pushes a giant reset button up there. Yeah, well, I think it's necessary. I think that that's how the Earth even restores itself. Mm -hmm. West of the Rockies, you're on the air with Lori Toy. Good morning. 
Good morning. This is Kathy in Tempe, Arizona. Hi, Kathy. Um, I, about seven years ago, picked up one of your maps in a shop up in Pine Top, Sholo area. Oh. And I, it was funny that you just mentioned about the name of it a minute ago while I was on hold because that I Am America is like what jumped off the wall at me when I was in that store. So you were drawn to it. Right. It's a beautiful map, isn't it? It is. Matter of fact, something that hasn't been mentioned so far that I've heard on the show is that not only is it a map with the pictures, but at least the copy that I have has quite a bit of information about specific things that are going to happen on the map itself. Well, maybe you ought to mention that. Uh... Well, yes, on the map, um, the first map, that, the I'm America map that we did produce for the public, we put as many of the prophecies, uh, not from the transcripts, but as we understood them, on on alongside on the side of the map, um, which I think is really important to know because uh, a lot of times you've got to be able to take, you know, uh, the transcript material and then interpret it in some way so that people can understand it. So both of the maps, the Freedom Star map and the I'm America map, all have prophecies on them as well as the visual representation of what the United States will look like after the times of changes. Uh, one person, when they, they, when they saw the I'm America map, they say, oh, well, I was America. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, a person is drawn to it, though, in a strange way, as I was. That's what caused me to call you when I saw that map. Well, yes, because the, because the map itself uh, was a sacred object that belonged to the spiritual teachers. And um, even though I don't think we could ever, you know, duplicate or replicate that type of energy here, but it is a representation of what they showed. All right. Uh Lori, hang tight. We'll be right back to you, the bottom of the hour. And if ever there was an appropriate moment for this, it is now. Sit back, close your eyes, and listen carefully to the words. You're listening to Art Bell, Somewhere in Time. Tonight featuring Coast to Coast AM from March 21st, 1997. Sword and pistol by my side. Many a young maid lost her baubles to my trade. Many a soldier shed his life blood on my blade. The masters hung me in the spring of 25. But I am still alive. I was a sailor. I was born upon the tide. But I'm living still I was a dam builder Across the river deep and wide Where steel and water did collide A place called Boulder on the wild Colorado I slipped and fell into the wet concrete below they buried me in that great tomb that knows no sound, but I'm still around. I'll always be around, 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 around. 
hardship Across the universe divide And when I reach the other side I'll find a place to rest my spirit if I can Perhaps I may become a highwayman again Or I may simply be a single drop of rain I'll be back again and again and again and again and again and again. take you back to the past on Art Bell Somewhere in Time. Well, good morning, everybody. Good to be here. My guest is Lori Toy, and she is one of America's great prophets. Listen carefully. Get a new view of the world with Coast to Coast AM. Well, the president's been reelected, so he's got four more years. But what about all these other people in Congress? If they don't work out a plan, should they all be kicked out? We've had what I call a financial coup d'etat, which is we've taken the real capital out and we've replaced it with debt. Could we get out of this? Yes, we could get out of this. I just, I've never seen anything to indicate to me that we have an economic problem. We have a political problem that we have to face. Take Coast to Coast AM with you anywhere on your mobile phone. CoastToCoastAM.com can be conveniently accessed on your iPhone and most Android platforms, which means that you are never without your Coast to Coast AM fix. If you're a Coast to Coast Insider subscriber, you can listen to the show live in the middle of the night or previous shows 24-7. Plus, you can browse all the great photos, videos, and news stories. Keeping up with Coast to Coast AM has never been easier with our Coast Insider service. Looking for the truth? You'll find it on Coast to Coast AM. Let's talk a little bit about the shadow government. Do you believe it's there? Yeah, we've heard that term, you know, for so many years, and I thought it was this group in the Netherlands that sit behind smoked windows and make decisions like, you know, giant players of chess. But it isn't. We don't have the government anymore. What we have is a loose coalition of bureaucracies. But we have no representation in that government. So when I look at the Constitution, I see it as a really inspired and eternal document that has been sidestepped in almost every legal way possible. So the process itself has been intentionally manipulated to facilitate a certain style of government. And it's taken a while to set up, but I think it's set up now and it's working just the way they like it. We need a systemic change in order to let the republic be representative of the people again. Coast to Coast AM sure sounds great in the middle of the night. But you know, you don't have to be nocturnal to enjoy this amazing show. The Coast Insider is your key to a normal life. For 15 cents a day, you can wake up refreshed knowing that last night's show is waiting for you with podcasting. 
Listen on your way to work and again on the way home. Or listen to one of over a thousand archived shows from the past three years. As a member, you'll have access to our monthly live chat sessions with George Nori and special guests. The Coast Insiders Club is a must-have feature for all Coast to Coast AM listeners. Visit coasttocoastam.com to sign up today. You'll sleep like a baby, knowing you'll never miss your favorite guests and topics ever again. Remember, a one-year subscription comes out to only 15 cents a day. Sign up today at coasttocoastam.com. You're listening to Art Bell, Somewhere in Time, tonight featuring Coast to Coast AM from March 21st, 1997. Back now to Lori Toy. Lori? Hi, Art. Hi. Okay, here we go. First time caller line, you're on the air with Lori Toy. Hi, Art. Great show as always. Thank you. Where are you? I'm in uh, San Clemente, California, listening to KFMB out of San Diego. Yes, sir. I was wondering if there was going to be a uh, polar shift or a change in the axis, tilt uh, of the Earth. Uh, uh. Yes, there is. Um, in the prophecies, they said that there would be three shifts of the pole. Um, and and uh, I don't I I don't want to get into the details exactly right now, but the the final resting place is in exactly a 90 degree angle from the existing pole as it is now, and it will exist right off of Baffin Island. Yeah, interesting. That's what I was about to say. Wow. That yeah, really total change. change. I mean, that's a that's a drastic change. This should really change Antarctica too. Oh yes. Oh yes. In fact, uh, in, in ice in the form of ice. Well, that's prophecy to melt, and new lands will emerge off of the South Pole. Wow. Okay. All right, sir. Thank you very much. Right, thank you. Um, Wild Card Line, you're on the air with Lori Toy. Good morning. Good morning, Art. Hi, where are you, ma'am? Seattle. Seattle. Yeah. Actually, going along with all of the things that you've been talking about from your trip to, to the Bay Gin, I wondered what the Masters had to say about preparing well, in ways spiritual, physical, etc. Always says uh, in these prophecies, uh, the, the spiritual teachers have always said that we must prepare inside first. So it's always spiritual preparation is where they always put the emphasis. Um, they never have yet said, you know, to do physical preparation. But that doesn't mean that we can't do that as well. Sometimes I think the act of physical preparation is just as sound as the spiritual preparation. Um, so uh, it's a combination of both. And you don't have specific that you use especially or have Oh, for it? the spiritual preparation? Yeah. Um, well, it, it's, it's interesting. Um, on the uh, Freedom Star map, uh, I, I printed up nine ideas of spiritual insights on or changes to consider. And um, and these are just different perspectives or ideas. And uh, uh, I'll, I'll name a few of these. Yes, yeah, go ahead. Okay. Uh, one of these, is, uh, one of the teachings is, as they say, since the planet and the human share the same composition, we are virtually one. You cannot disconnect the two. And the second idea is, our world is a thought and feeling hologram created from the many kingdoms, mineral, vegetable, animal, human, etc., that inhabit it. The earth is a system. Our body is a system. 
these systems are interrelated. So the first thing they're doing is to show us the correlation between us and the planet. Mm -hmm. And the third idea is, and this is really where the preparation idea starts to come in, every individual thought, desire, and action is recorded and subsequently influences and creates the collective consciousness. Mm -hmm. Collective consciousness plays a major role in the outcome of events. It can make the difference between a cataclysmic hurricane or a gentle summer rain. And these, uh, these five and six, these points are very important. If you live fear, you will create fear. If you live love, you will create love. We are all creating world or changes now as an opportunity to, to develop personal mastery and evolve spiritually. We must change ourselves enough that this change reflects in our societies, governments, and environments. We have a conscious choice in the upcoming earth changes, and that choice will help determine the outcome. This is an urgent time. The time is now. So it would seem to me that the preparation is, is accepting the idea of change and knowing that change is an integral part of, uh, of, of being here on this planet. Um, I view prophecy very much as a perpetual warning, that it's something that is uh, always existing all the time. Prophecy is something that we almost need in order to keep us living in harmony and in balance, walking in balance here upon Mother Earth. All right. East of the Rockies, you're on the air with Laurie Toy. Good morning. It's Lon Falkenham in uh, Hanover, Ontario. Yes, sir. And I wanted to find out what was going to go on uh, with Laurie's idea. And uh, I had Scullion's map here a little while ago, and it shows the Great Lakes getting practically uh, disappearing. And uh, I live uh, about two and a half hours north of Toronto and 30 kilometers from, 30 miles from Lake Huron. And I just wondered what kind of conditions are going to be in our area. Well, again, those Great Lakes, um, they do flood. I, I would assume that that's from the overall global warming uh, that is prophesied to happen during the times of changes. In fact, I think we're seeing some of that now with the flooding of the Mississippi and the Missouri rivers. Um, but a lot of that area is, is going to be swampland. And then, of course, uh, then with the breaking of Lower Lake Michigan, uh, that, that opens up uh, the whole Mississippi uh, area to a huge bay. Right. Now, the same thing happens with the, uh, with the St. Lawrence River. It gets very huge, and then it sort of erodes and breaks away and almost forms almost a bay-like area in there, in that area. Um, I know that Montreal and Quebec, that Quebec is, is flooded over during the times of changes, and so is Montreal. And, and I can't remember for certain, but I think Montreal is the one city that is flooded over and then rehabitated after the times of changes. Yeah, I realize that uh, climactic change and everything else, but I'm sitting here at 263 uh, feet above Lake Huron, and I can't seem to imagine <laughs> that coming up that high. It's just I know they are pretty incredible changes to understand, but if these things did happen, I, I think it's close to feasible that some of these things possibly, that we could see some of these. It things. is uh, not only close to feasible, but, sir, even if you consult the mainstream scientists and you ask them what would occur to ocean and water levels should the caps begin to melt, right? Uh, you'll find it quite feasible. Yeah. Going to need bigger waders, I guess. <laughs> Thank the you. Earth is such a sensitive system. Yeah. Uh, west of the Rockies, you're on the air with Laurie Toy. Good morning. Good morning. Where Good are morning. you, sir? Fairbanks, Alaska. Fairbanks, way up there. Yep. 
Okay. You're you're going to take a cruise up here pretty quick. That's a fact. Sounds like a nice trip. Art, I got a question for you. All right. Uh, did you mention the other night that there was a, a fire on on Mir? Yes, sir. I did. What? I haven't heard a thing about it. Well, there. I'll try and get some more information for you on that. But there indeed was a fire on Mir. We discussed it rather extensively. Uh, with Richard Hoagland, and I've read a number of reports. So I'll try and catch you up on that. If you have a question for Lori, go ahead. I do. Lori, uh, all, all you said tonight is is uh, really very positive. I have been ordered uh, by the masters or whoever to prepare a place. Do that. To prepare a place? Yes. You, your your spirit guides have asked you to prepare a place? Yes. Have they told you how to do that? No, and that's what I'm, you know. It's like, getting, you, a, it's like getting a complicated radio without an instruction manual. Yeah, why don't you, why don't you go back in and, and, and ask them how to do that and, and see, see what they tell you what to do. Yeah, I think that's an obvious answer. First time caller line, you're on the air with Lori Toy. Hello. Hello, Art. Oh, uh, you must be on cellular. Where are you? I'm in Nebraska. Nebraska, all right. Uh, I had a question. You know, Sean David Morton the other day said Omaha would be the New Jerusalem. I wondered what Lori had to say about that. Good question. Uh, the New Jerusalem. I, I don't have any information that says Omaha will be the New Jerusalem. Um, <laughs> although Omaha may see beachfront uh, during the times of changes. Um, Really interesting prophecies. Um, I'm just looking up here on the map, looking at Nebraska here. Uh, on south, there is uh, an interesting prophecy for Kansas City, Missouri. Uh, really? They call that the center of fire. Really? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, there's, believe me, a lot of listeners in Kansas City right now. Uh, what do you mean the center of fire? Well, in the prophecies, they said that that was going to be a, a sort of a major spiritual area after the times of changes and that the prophecies for uh, Kansas City is that it would be uh, sort of like an intergalactic portal and um, that wow. in that area that that would, that would be an area where we would have um, maybe intercolonization between uh, our world and other systems, other worlds. Almost like I, I guess I could sort of imagine like the bar in Star Wars or something like that. But um, <laughs> a very interesting prophecy that somewhat correlates that Omaha, Nebraska prophecy. Well, I can almost hear the people at KCMO going, "Cool." <laughs> <laughs> You've got to have a sense of humor about all of this. You first, do. Yeah, first time caller line. You're on the air with Lori Toy. Hi. Good morning. Good morning. Where are you? I'm in. <clears throat> excuse me. I'm in the Greater Cleveland area, right on Lake Erie. Uh huh. And I have lived in El Paso, Texas, and I have family down there. And I have to say about 20 years ago, 25 years ago, a woman who was somewhat of a prophetess in this area had said to me that she saw me in New Mexico, and I thought, oh, you're, you know, out of your tree. But I have great strengths within me drawing me towards New Mexico or back to El Paso, Texas. So could you give me a little information on this well why don't we try it this way is she better off in cleveland or new mexico um definitely consider new mexico and i would tend, <laughs> tend more towards the albuquerque side of this uh, what about santa fe santa fe is uh is not in 
the vortex area is just north of it, but yes. all that I, I have seen uh, in respect to the maps is that Santa Fe does exist after the times of changes. And what about El Paso, Texas, right on the border of Mexico? Um, it, it does still exist. However, it's not in um, uh, the, the vortex area. Uh, some of the prophecies for New Mexico and uh, the southwest, as they talked about, uh, fires uh, that would sort of rage throughout a lot of New Mexico. So that is another thing to consider. And what is what is the time frame on this? We haven't talked about it. Everybody, well, everybody asks about that. And I know that. everyone asks when, when, and, and quite honestly, we don't know. Um, but one thing that we do know is that always the masters uh, have said that we are in the times of changes now. And, of course, you know, every everything that we do now will determine the outcome. Um, so I guess the best thing that we can say is we are in it now, you know, and... Uh, when we experience the worst-case scenario is when we experience that. Um, I know that that's sort of a blanket answer, but that's really the only one that I... I well, I respect, I respect I don't know. I mean, if you don't know, then you ought not say. And if prophecy does not... If it is not specific, um, I don't... I don't think it's you need... It's not to, very specific. Yeah, I don't it, think it you really need... really is not. I really don't think you need to be a rocket scientist to look at what's going on in every area of human endeavor right now and know that we're coming to a conclusion of some sort. Uh, west of the Rockies, you're on the air with Lori Toy. Hi. I have a question for Lori. All right, where are yeah. you? Uh, San Diego. All right. Uh, Lori, do you see a new land arising in the Atlantic or Pacific? Uh, uh, yes. Off the car coast? Yes. Um, uh, near Cuba and the Greater and the Lesser Antilles, all of those islands in, in that area, really? there is a ridge of land that is prophesied to come up. And uh, the prophecy states that there will be a freshwater lake that will be uh, uh, inside there. You can see that on a Freedom Star map. Uh, there are other new lands uh, that come up all throughout the whole world. Um, as I mentioned, the ones off of New Zealand, uh, some uh, that will be uh, north, sort of northeast uh, of Hawaii. And so those are some of the new lands that I, I do know are a prophecy to uh, come up after the times of changes, during and after the times of changes. All right. Um, I, we'll squeeze one more in, I guess. East of the Rockies, you're on the air with Lori Toy. Hi. Hi, Art. This is Cindy in Kansas City. Hi. Uh, oh, magical Kansas City. Yeah. That's exactly why I was calling about New <laughs> Jerusalem. <laughs> yes. The Mormons have a church in Independence, Missouri, that they call New Jerusalem. It's supposed to be the New Jeru Jerusalem after the coming of Christ. Well, look, after the, Very after the movie Asteroid, uh, with what happened to Kansas City, Lori had nothing but good news for you. No, I didn't see Asteroid. <laughs> <laughs> That's an interesting correlating prophecy, though. It, you know, this has been my experience, you know, with working with the maps uh, from the teachers is that there often are, are hundreds of correlating prophecies, um, you know, Native American, indigenous cultures, and in this case, the Mormon Church. Very mm -hmm. interesting. It is what uh, strikes me the hardest about all of this, Lori, is the correlating prophecies. Sort of from, that undeniable truth. Yeah, undeniable truth from, from traditional religion to Native American to people who remote view to uh, great prophets like yourself. Lori, we're out of time. Thank you, Art, for uh, listen, having us on the show. Well, we've packed an awful lot of information into this uh, time, which has flown by. Um, are there any final words that you want to say? I mean, 
you've said it yourself, Lori. We're in the time now. We're in the times that changes now. And so, the time is now. So what do you say to people, then? To live with love. Uh, of all things, you know, contained within these times, that we must learn how to just walk gracefully during these times and and to essentially, you know, live with love. That says it well. Lori, uh, thank you. Thank you, Art. Good night. Godspeed. All right. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, that's Lori Toy and the preceding uh, four hours uh, with a very great deal of information uh, uh, in it is available on audio tape. Our network uh, produces audio tapes of the programs that we do. These audio tapes are devoid of news and commercials and contain only the content of the programs. In other words, they are edited uh, very especially and painfully and specifically for you. So whether it's Lori Toy, Sean David Morton, uh, Richard Hoagland, or any of the other many, many guests that we've had on, you can get a copy of uh, the program by calling 24 hours a day, including now, and if it is busy, please bear with us. And uh, to all of you throughout the cosmos, wherever you are, Thank you very much. From the high desert, I'm Art Bell. Keep your eyes on the skies. Good night.